0: What's up, Josie? I hear you are back already because I can hear your loud mouse clicks. What's going on?
1: What's going on? Yeah, I've been busy. I, actually, I'm still busy.
0: I know you are. I know you are. Uh, We kind of had to... You know, I've been busy too. So, you know, we kind of had to get together and we had to do this podcast. And it's actually the 149th podcast. So that's pretty cool. But anyway, Joseph, it's time to start talking about RC. So I think it's time that we drop that intro. What do you think? Go ahead. (laughs) All right.
2: Nitro is the glory.
0: Yes, 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 indeed, Nitro is the glory, but eBuggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 149 of the No Name RC podcast. I had to mute JQ. I had to mute you because your mic was getting loud, you know? I'm your host, Lefty the Great, and to my left over there, making noise as usual and not being prepared is Rumpert. It's it's Rupert Pumpernickel's. That's that's a, it's Rupert Pumpernickel's. Rupert Pumpernickel's is back. Uh, I actually came. I I forgot that we came up with that name for you about three years ago, and it showed up on my Facebook. So one of your many monikers. What's up, Rupert? How are you? Oh Lord! No, he's not listening.
1: I. <laughs> yeah.
0: What did you use? Yeah.
1: Multitasking. Nothing. Yeah. Stop
0: stop doing uh, what you're doing take a little break and let's talk to
1: everybody okay let's let's do this quickly we also have a Mayako members meeting uh today hmm cameras only so we go-
0: yeah look see what i mean guys guys this guy's never prepared welcome to the story of my life hey jq it's time to leave the bus leaves at nine he's still packing his bags at eight fifty. <laughs> you know what i mean like this uh, is the story of my life anyway let while joseph gets sorted out um i just want to say all right see now he interrupts me just i want to say shout out and say thank you yeah mute yourself shut up i want to say shout out and say thank you to all of the supporters of the nnrc the hashtag nnrc squad man we are coming up on three years of doing this podcast i think in two weeks time and i can't believe that we're still doing it so thank you guys for the support man it's it's uh really great to see um and also i want to shout out to the patrons of the podcast uh one of our patrons had a birthday It was jason Sheroyd. i probably said his name wrong i want to shout out to him uh he's up there in minnesota racing, good friend of mine shout out to you man happy belated birthday because i wrote this about a week ago uh so yeah thank you to all the patrons of the podcast you guys uh keep the bills paid we got some uh, special giveaways coming up for you guys at christmas time a little a little bit of giving back to the patrons of the podcast also, I'd like to shout out and say thank you to the awesome sponsors of the podcast. Remember, guys, without the sponsors, we can't do this. So, show the sponsors. Showing the sponsors of love shows the podcast in love. So, thank you to Mayako, which we'll talk about in a minute. Beach RC, long-time sponsor of the podcast. TNR Fuels, thank you to Chris Nelson. High Tech RCD, loving my new charger. Techno RC, Sun City RC Raceway, JQ Scale Motorsports, JQSM yeah i gotta i got something to talk to you about that with scale Donovan, motor
1: sports. what was that i said
0: scale motor sports jesus donathan rc get your custom charge leads from Donathan rc i'm really geeking out of a mine and i like them papa willy's traction tonic i see he came out with a new blue traction tonic i need to get scooter Want to talk about that racecraft usa i see they have a new tire scoffer check them out we have promo codes for that rcgp i'm hoping episode four drops here soon and house of rc so if you haven't made a house of rc profile please go over and do that and i want to shout out to so dialed apps i went and got the uh paid for the full version here this week and um i'm looking forward to using it when my when i get my myaco so with that said everybody if you want to uh, support any of these sponsors or you want to become a patron of the sponsor, the links for everything is in the written description of this podcast. There are coupon codes as well. There's some affiliate links. Uh, if you can use those, we greatly appreciate that. And it's coming to the end of the year. We're always looking for sponsors who align with, you know, if you believe in what we're doing here, what, what we're doing here at the NNRC and you want to be a part of that. Check us out. We have tiers for advertising for all forms of sponsorship. If you think that your company can benefit from that, please uh, come check us out. Also, shout out to Lugs Racing Tires. I was talking to those guys the other day, Bryce and Nibs. Uh, I think they're getting their stock of tires in soon, and um, I'm happy for them because they're making big moves. I see they are making some 10 scale tires. So, once again, shout out to Lugs Racing Tires for their support of the podcast. Everybody, we have a coupon code for them as well all right um it's been a while since joseph's been on the podcast and it we took a break last week which is kind of part of my you know you know it's it's coming to the end of the year it's it's burning out you know and i know that silly season's coming so i'm going to be super active for silly season we got ams coming out uh next week actually max and i are planning to do full recaps of of ams every day i don't know if joseph would be involved he's kind of busy so yeah, we took a week off. Joseph had to get settled. When he got back home, he isn't settled, as you can see. Uh, if you guys seen it back there, my my area is also a mess because we're getting some work done. I don't. I no longer have to worry about power outages, Joseph, because I have an inverter now. Yeah, and uh, so my my studio is a mess. Joseph's studio is a mess, but we're here to bring you content. So anyway, let's bring the man in himself, and uh, let's see what Mister Pumpernickel's has to say today. Rupert pay attention Rupert oh Rupert don't ignore me accept it
1: okay okay let's do this
0: so so what do you prefer Josie Rupert Captain Asso Beaker
1: out of all the names out of all the names that you have come up with I would say that uh Beaker is probably the best
0: well you do did you see so my buddy chase sent me that picture he had a guy and he goes look i found jq and it was a guy dressed up like beaker for halloween doing trick-or-treating with his kids and i was like man you do look like beaker though i must admit if you had like a little bit more of an afro on there like you know going up if you cut all your hair on your sides and just let your hair spike up on the top you look like beaker and you definitely meet meet, meet like him because sometimes you don't shut you just don't shut up and you go but anyway um What's up beaker man? You've been you're back home. You've been traveling around. You was in Italy, you was in France, and you was in Germany. Wow, how did it feel to get back and and be on the road and traveling around and getting racing, man?
1: It was actually really nice. I have been looking forward to getting back racing. Right when COVID hit, I was kind of burnt out on everything, really. So it was a good time to take a break and now with the transition to Mayako and everything that's new and not having raced and not having traveled it's really nice all right
0: so the last time we had you on her you had just finished racing in uh Spain correct you went to the to that race and then the next race you went to was yeah yeah, you went buggy land then you went to Italy which was like a completely different race altogether, a different type of track and all that type of stuff. Um, you got you linked up with Mao, which is cool, because I believe can be like, I think uh, Mao is part of Mayako, correct?
1: Well, we haven't really announced it, but he is kind of, I guess we'll announce it at some point.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, he's, I, he's...
1: I mean, I have actually, my Finnish company, JQ Design, has actually hired Mao. Oh really? Yeah, it's a so, full time sort of graphic designer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but we haven't even announced it anyway yet.
0: Well, we can't kind of announce it, we it now at some point. Yeah,
1: well, I the guess, official announcement. I guess we you know, just announced it.
0: Well, you know us. We always gotta spoil the surprise. So yeah. you know so i want to touch on italy real quick because it was a pretty competitive race um on garo it's been a while so i've forgotten all about it you you did pretty good you fin I, you know you finished ninth or something like you battled up with um misha wittemeyer for like the entire main it looked like
1: uh half of it yeah probably i don't know i lost and my thing for the mouse that you the usb you plug into the computer so the mouse works i switched to a silent mouse and now <laughs> i lost that thing to plug in
0: <laughs> see what i mean so and all this i needed good.
1: to do was move it from one laptop to the other and somehow i lost it on the way
0: we gotta get the Ghani on her to sing the jq song jq needs a usb um
1: I, honestly i can't believe it yeah it i
0: great. can believe it because it's a story of your life uh anyway just let's focus you gotta we gotta talk about italy and your performance there and and mal touched the car look at him jesus oh, okay look <laughs> well, you're all nervous be to be tough. back on the podcast no all right um let's talk about italy real quick so mal raced the car uh the other car that you had which i'm pretty sure was all beat to hell because i i've seen your rental rides remember the first rental ride you got i will never forget when you bought that rental ride to me the first time her and i was like i'm gonna race this thing it was like i was like this thing's like all beat up but it worked you know what i mean so that got yeah. me into yeah so mal got to test the the new buggy and you did pretty good with it it finished both its races Mao was bumped up to the final which is good so that's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty positive, you know. Let's talk about that. What's going on with Mayako? Because man, let's be honest. I got in a big argument this morning, maybe before we recorded this. So let's let the world know what's going on with Mayako, because I'm just getting kind of tired of hearing all the hate.
1: Yeah, so uh I'm I can't even remember the timeline myself anymore. But when when was this announced first? Uh, like last year. No, earlier in Adash, the I
0: think. Year? Yeah, in the lasher. year. Around, yeah.
1: Let's actually check to make sure. Now I don't have a mouse on this laptop. Great.
0: <laughs> well, go back to your loud mouse,
1: dude. Anyway, Mayako was announced. And uh, then <clears throat> the idea was that we are making a new buggy new eight scale nitro buggy. It's called Mayako. I'm the designer. I stopped with my own car brand, JQ Racing. And now instead, I'm working as a designer for Mayako. So same kind of similar kind of setup like Kanai. Kanai isn't Kyosho. He works for another company, a design company that designs the car for Kyosho, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the idea. It looks like we started selling the Mayako in March. So we must okay. have uh, announced it earlier than maybe at the beginning of the year or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the idea was, I think originally that the car would be released in June, May or June, something like that. But that was, I don't think that was ever made public. That was just for the members that we had. So, but right. anyway, the people involved in this. Who transferred over from the 100? You remember that program where, yeah, and, and the JQ Racing you know, guys so that
0: transferred that, over in
1: that sort of inner circle of JQ Racing people who joined Mayako, they all knew about this project, and and we all knew that okay, so early summer we'll have the car. That was the original plan. Then when we went to make it public, so okay, now we'll allow new people in on the secret kind of. Uh, now they can become members too we announced that the car would be shipped in august and then august came and went and uh, it wasn't shipped so then we said okay now the new date is october and now october came and went and now it's uh mid-november when it's going to ship so these delays uh, are of course not ideal but we haven't released any information to the outside because the whole idea was that this first year we are building up Mayako as a brand mm-hmm. and we are doing it a lot among our members. So everything is internal. Uh, I'm actually positively surprised that there haven't been any leaked pictures of the car. So yeah. when I've been at tracks and we've been to various tracks now over, over the last year, uh, anyone who wants to see the car can see the car. It's not sort of, it's not secret at the track. It's just secret online, so we don't have mm. pictures online. And I'm surprised that it's held this well. I'm really happy about that. No members have posted anything or leaked anything, but so that's I'm really happy about that. But in the Discord uh, channel for Moyako, we share pictures and all the information and talk about stuff and doing the manual and setup sheet <clears throat> and um, all kinds of things like this. And also some of the features on the car are actually ideas that members have come with. So it's not I didn't think of it. Someone just saw all the pictures and thought like, hey, what if we did this? And then I I, uh, modified the design and we made it. So Mm -hmm. already now, before anyone has received the car, there are ideas on there from members. So this is what we've been doing. But if you look at it from the outside, then it looks like nothing has actually happened because you saw an announcement and then everything went dead. There's no posts on Facebook, no posts on Instagram and nothing. And that's because it's only for the members this year. That's the whole point. So we aren't worried about promoting to the outside world because it's not that time that's mm-hmm. for next year. This we made that initial Persian promotion for Myako to get the, the people who are sort of the early adopters. The people who understand the project want to be a part of it. That's who we want. We don't want mm-hmm. to convince anyone to be a part of it. If you get it immediately, you're in. If not, that's fine. You can wait for next year. That was the idea. So we have, we have uh, about 150. I know, I think, I think like 120, 130 members, but about yeah, 150 yeah. cars <clears throat> sold or something like that, <clears throat> there, there were only uh, a limited amount, 200 that we decided that we would make as prototypes, <clears throat> so a limited amount and that's it. So there are still a few cars available for people to buy. Uh, probably they will all just go when the car ships, that's my expectation. Yeah. And then they will be sold out until the production version early next year.
0: And, so and there's a few people have, that have joined recently too. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: There, there are still some people who have joined uh, more recently. Um, I don't know really, like why or how. Maybe they know someone who is a member already, or maybe they've just, you know, heard something on the podcast or seen seen the car at some race I've been at, buggy land or something like that because we haven't intentionally, we haven't been promoting the brand really at all. And of all of those people, we have had four people um, bail. So there was an earlier earlier, uh, when people wanted to leave, then they got completely fully refunded everything. So uh, membership, car, everything just refunded and done. Mm -hmm. But then we got to a point where we were making, you know, personal items for people, you know, laser engraving and some other gifts and things that people get. So we said uh, this actually, I think we did. I think we uh, mentioned this in our meeting. Like now is the time. Like if you want to go, then go now, leave now. But after this, there's no more refunds because we are producing the stuff for you now.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And then since then, a couple of people have wanted to leave and then they haven't. And then one guy uh, was causing some trouble. So we just refunded his stuff and uh, took the hit on that. But the membership thing is one where there are actually no refunds. We, we refunded the memberships early on because uh, we could, but you have to think of it this way with the membership, you are actually um, getting a discount on the car and parts. So, if you become a member and buy a car, receive the car and then cancel your membership, you just got a really cheap car, right? Mm-hmm. So there's <clears> no <throat> way to be able to offer a refund on membership, right? That's just how that. it is. So that that's the reason for uh, no refunds on memberships. So I saw, I just saw some people were uh, writing about that online, but
0: oh, on RC there's tech, no sh- mean-
1: shady business or anything going on. So <clears> the reasons for the delays from june until now basically is just simply covid and it's affecting it's affecting every industry so just as an example so let's say that you want to produce some gears okay Mm -hmm. so you send the gear uh drawings to the the vendor and then normally the vendor would just take the material and prepare it and start producing uh when the next free uh, slot for machining something is open, right? But now, there's a shortage of material. So now the situation is okay, we need need this material. Well, we're out, everyone's out, we have to wait 45 days, let's say, okay, so you just wasted 45 days waiting for material, then because uh, this is an ongoing issue, then when they have the material, there's still a line of stuff that needs to be produced, okay, then it's your turn, then you get the stuff produced. Okay, after that, you still need to treat the. It's not just one vendor that uh, machine stuff. Uh, Parts also need heat treatment, or they need some uh, hard coating, or anodizing or something like that, right? So then that's another company does that. So then again, okay, so you ship it over there. And then they also have a line to do that. Or maybe they're uh, because of uh, how, how they work over there. Sometimes, all, always like the bigger
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, companies, the bigger quantities get the uh, priority. Right. So maybe you have to wait a bit. Okay, then, yeah. then there's someone who wants exactly what you want. Okay, we'll, let's just do it together here, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, you wasted a long lot of time waiting for that. So just like one part out of the 200 parts on the car can cause from normal, maybe like a three month delay. Mm. You know, from from non COVID normal times, yes. wait, already takes three months to make something. Now it takes six months.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so I am very thankful that I don't have to be dealing with this. I am not the one getting this done. Oh. I just design the parts, send them over, and that's it. But yeah, it's frustrating for everyone, not not just the members. Not, not uh, I don't even know why people who aren't members care that much, but they seem to do. But the thing is that the parts are done. They are being packed now. Um, I've rechecked all the every single bag that needs to be packed to assemble the car. I've rechecked you know, this sort of uh, list of each item, every screw, every shim for every bag. Everything's confirmed. everything is being packed as we speak and uh, yeah, it seems that middle of this month, the week that starts the 15th of November, that's the goal right now. The end of that week, cars should start shipping out to the customers.
0: Yeah, and and just so people know, these aren't coming on a boat, right? They're being shipped. They're gonna be shipped. So we expect
1: the members to have their cars Uh, before the end of November that's the goal right now and it seems uh, completely realistic
0: well I I just wanted to touch on some things because I think people think you're just making an excuse about COVID right so I just want to say how it's been affecting uh, other other probably genres of RC so um, like my RC boat that I recently bought so I I have I'm waiting for something for it right a replacement for it and the guy just can't say when he's going to have it because his stuff's on a boat out in the Pacific somewhere waiting to come into port. You know what I mean? And I just think people don't understand that part of things. And there's also, like you was telling me, that um the factories are having uh, three-day power outages and all that type of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, so that too. So that all affects. And then then I heard people, well, we pre-ordered and we had to wait a year. Let me, let me just say something and people are going to say oh lefty you're just defending jq but i'm going to give you an example of how in another industry that is bigger than what we are doing in rc uh does pre-orders and then people have to wait over a year to get it so in the action figure world or toy world which i you know which i'm uh, very into like um different companies put out okay so here's the pre-order for this figure and and here this and people just you know people just pre-order these figures and all this type of stuff uh and then they wait a year. They wait a year and a half for things to come. So Hasbro, who's one of the biggest toy companies in the world, they do this thing called HasLab. So for instance, this year they they're making a big giant, they make one-off projects that they know they can't just make in the factory and sell. So like if they want to make like a big scale, like for instance, they wanna make a big Galactus, which is a Marvel figure. It's really big. It's Tall, it's, you know, it's 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 something that you can't really make and make a profit off normally. So people, enthusiasts like myself, want that type of stuff. So what they do is they call it. It's called the Haslab projects. And basically, what you do is you pay for that. Right off the bat, you pre-order it. And then what they do is they have different stages. So if they get this amount of orders in, it goes to a different stage and then you get extra stuff with it and stuff like that. And guess what? These people wait over a year to get this stuff. You know what I mean? They just pre-order it, forget about it and, and, and go about it. No, I get it. RC is a little different. People, people use the cars. Most people in the toy situation, they pose them, they put them and they have them in their collection. I get that. It's a little different. So I just want people to understand that this isn't unique and that whole, you know, this isn't unique to RC. It's just new and different. Um, and, and, and yeah. I was like and people like they want to see public pictures yeah there you go joseph does mugen release probably we all know that a new we all heard i'm hearing the rumors that a new mugen car is coming i'm hearing the new rumors that a new tlr car is coming the infinity car has been coming for what four years now nobody's seen do you see pictures of these cars no you don't because these companies have to keep their 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 things close to their chest and keep them keep them hidden from people one for they don't want people copying and two yeah it's just you know the inner circle kind of knows that but with Mayako, you actually are letting every because i'm in the discord now and i see the interactions that's going on you're letting people see the whole process so for those people who are out on the outside being a mean haters you know like just let them hate man i the thing is the car needs to get in hands and start racing and i can't wait to get mine so yeah man i'm just kind of fed up with all the hate and uh yeah, just getting tired of people just talking shit, like, you know, and I mean, we talk a lot of shit, too, but like people that people that have no vested interest in what you're doing, talking shit about you just to talk shit. But that's just anything to do with you. So uh, that's just what you've kind of earned in your in your time in R.C. or in life. I, I just I just get frustrating but enough about that the car is coming people are excited i'm excited to see what you've come up with i want to see how this car is and i'm excited because i haven't had really nothing new to build in a long time so yeah uh i can't wait to uh get this in my hands and hopefully we'll be doing some racing here in january february so sounds good all right josie um let's just real quick touch on the last couple of weeks of your your tour i i really want to what did you learn in italy so you did learn we did learn that uh baruffalo was testing a techno there and he's yeah. now officially going to reds so it looks like baruffalo is going to techno uh
1: yeah baruffalo was running a techno and reds after the race and then berton was also there he was running the infinity prototype
3: mm-hmm.
1: and that uh, infinity prototype is still i mean it's It sort of was based on the HB, so there's some HB type stuff on on there, but uh, they have that old chrono front end with a bit Mm. of their own twist to it. So it's a pillow ball, but the way it's assembled is a bit different. You can adjust the knuckle height in Mm. in in the sort of front end instead of it being solid plastic like on the Mugen. Right. So, yeah, they are. I believe they started molding stuff. So, they, I'm sure they are facing the same kind of issues that we have faced with Mayako, with everything taking longer than expected. So, I, I really don't know when we will see an Infinity car. If, if we will even see it um, next year, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like the world's in September next year, I'm sure that would be a goal for them. It would make mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, I don't know if they have it or not. But Beton was super, super fast with it. Really? Yeah. And also I do believe that he tried additives, but I think he actually did. He take would and I think he did his best runs just running hot race without additive.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm relatively sure. I mean, I was pitting opposite him, so that's why I say that.
4: Pretty Ricky uh, Baton. But-
1: yeah, he was really fast. And then also, um, so me and Mao, we ran the Mayako car. And one one thing that I have been sort of doubting or questioning a bit with the new car was back in the day when I was developing the black edition and actually when I was developing the white edition also before that, I had a Kyosho and Because the Kyosho MP9 back then was arguably the best car. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 2010 onwards. And it was the best car because it was so easy to drive. You just put it down and it just felt right. And you felt comfortable. You had steering, you had corner speed. Enough, like you felt good. But the thing was that it was a bit slow if you just drove around the track. You had to drive aggressively around the track. So you you had to be go fast to go fast. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah I get where what you mean. The JQ was like, you could go fast by just driving calm and slow in a way. Like you, you stay calm, keep your lines, maintain your quarter speed. You'll be fast. Now, if you do that with the Kyosho, then you would be slow. So you had to push. So there was all this balance. Like I, I wanted to achieve something where you can be fast, like with the JQ by driving sort of calm, but uh, it was easier. It was easy like the Kyosha, so easy and fast, how to do that. Right. That's my goal. And ever since then, and one thing that I was worried about was that what if the Mayako now is too easy? So, because I haven't been driving that much. I'm sort of half a second to one second off the best laps, usually. More often one second off. So when I am one second off the best lap in Italy, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, <coughs> is is it is it because I am slow or is the car slow? And then maybe I try to push it, like, what if can I go faster? No, not really. Like, I, I sort of find my limit, but the car feels so good, right? But then I'm doubting that is, is the car fast enough though or is it too easy? So this was something I doubted in Spain a bit and also in Italy. Uh, so then after the race we got this uh, unidentified no-name Italian driver to drive <laughs> the Monaco, And he's fast enough to match the best times of the best drivers. So yeah. it was really interesting to see what would happen. And Lo and behold, he he went faster than me, I think, on his first fuel tank, if I'm not mistaken, or at least, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. First fuel tank. Second, definitely. And then we already started doing uh, very quickly. We started doing five minute times. Uh, The only adjustments we made was we raised the rear arm half a mil to give the rear end a bit more support and then we did move the engine back also which i found uh, interesting he preferred the engine back and he posted a 5 minute time that was faster than the fastest in the race
0: of his time
1: no his, his of anyone time. in the race Better oh really 11 laps uh 11 laps 50 no 11 laps 526 and this guy did 11 laps 525 and then he did another one 11 laps 528 and in the in the race his best was 10 laps 503 Mm. so that already was really good because not only was it easy enough for him to drive that he could be consistent but he was also fast so that then i was sort of uh sure that okay the the car clearly is capable because another guy picked it up and just drove it for a few tanks made a few changes and then he's on the pace, with the best. berto was there also, and he did a. Bit, he was a bit faster. He did. Best laps were like, I think. Twenty-eight six. He he was driving like twenty-eight six, twenty-eight eight, twenty-eight seven, twenty-eight nine, twenty-nine zero. He was driving at his best like that, and this guy did at twenty-eight eight as his best lap, but was driving like twenty-nine zero, twenty-nine 29, one. You know. Mm-hmm so yeah i was happy with that so that proved that to me that yes the car is easy but it's also capable it's it's fast enough
0: sweet man sweet um before we go on to the next leg oh but i like no hold on so what about the actual race that you went to because this was a, a a race of some very fast italian guys um boots was there this is boots home track right obviously it's the reds track um man it seems like boots are struggling against those italians man them them italians are fast man
1: yeah they are so i mean he was blaming tires but i i think that's kind of his go-to excuse i i don't really know his car looked really good somehow always when i watch boots he just looks really good i think you know Mm -hmm. on the track just how his car works and he's driving like i don't know because Yeah, I don't know. He he was just a bit off. The thing is that I don't know, but the thing is that he works at Reds now, which is right by the track.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: There's no excuse really. Like it's at that point, it's only a question of either sort of dedication/slash motivation and also practicing and testing smart. Mm -hmm. Like he has no excuse right now. He has everything. He works for an engine manufacturer is there's a track next door. This race was at that track. Was so, uh, I mean, really? What can you say? Um, like, this he is your first time seeing Boots in a race.
0: while, isn't it, in person?
1: Uh yeah yeah since the, <laughs> since the five, yeah. yeah. What did yeah. It, I, are you guys? I don't have a problem. I I don't think he has a problem. I mean we oh.
0: <laughs> Just uh, I don't think he has. Did you did he speak to you?
1: yeah yeah uh, I mean he was there also on uh Monday yeah.
0: so. I like Elliot though best her in, best her in RC I think um so uh yeah just but those Italians is fast man Ungaro, Baruch, yeah. um who else Polito mm-hmm. and Barton and and you know even Zankatine was really good that weekend you know what I mean so
1: yeah uh, and uh Valente my nemesis yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. I hope they See, all I hope third yeah, I can't remember. It's been a long. I can't even find the results. So, um, it's been a while. But I hope they come to DNC. That's all I hope they do. So, uh, I want to see them race more. I think and, a uh,
1: bunch of Europeans will be there.
0: I think this is going to be the most stacked DNC full of Europeans you've seen in a long time. Yeah, I think you're going to see. Uh, you're going to see what if I'll say I'm going to I'm going to say this. The A-main at DNC is probably going to be the A-main at the Worlds in September. Maybe give and take a few people.
1: Probably going to be close.
0: <clears throat> yep, very close. <clears throat> and then uh, after Italy, you went to Germany. Oh, no, you went to France. You did a one-day race there. You You got to meet the French guys and meet Felix for the first time. And uh, then you went to Germany afterwards, hung up with the Kilic, which I, I really like the Kilic brothers. You know, I'm getting to know Barcan. I got to interview Burkhan as well. But uh, people really enjoyed Barcan's interview.
1: Yeah, I didn't hear it. But I I didn't really go to Germany. It's just when you drive from Italy to Finland, you have to sort of pass through Germany. So I oh, just okay. stopped at their house and we went to have some uh, Turkish dinner. And then I went to the ferry.
0: I really hope that they come to DNC as well honest <clears throat> i think the world yeah, needs it to, would
1: be interesting to see what they can do there
0: man the world the world needs to be properly introduced to the brothers killick yeah so i like i gotta get Bur- i gotta get burak's number and talk to him and get him on her because i was i was really shocked that burkan is like yeah man i don't care about setup you <laughs> know i just drive <laughs> and i was yeah, like well, his,
1: his dad does the setup yeah. but i'm
0: like well maybe that's why he can from yeah so. that Maybe that's why he can be so good at it. He isn't taking it so seriously. He definitely does not look or act like a 15-year-old. That's for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. All right, Joseph. Um, I think we should go on to some RC news. And uh, this week's RC news is brought to you by TNR Fuels. Here at the NNRC, we are all about the glory. And that glory is nitro. TNR Fuels is the hottest fuel on the market right now, owned and operated by a good friend of mine, Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers for racers. TNR Fuels is currently available throughout the USA. For more information to contact the company or purchase some fuel, visit them at www.tnrfuels.com or contact Chris, uh, Chris Nelson directly at Chris at TNR Fuels, or you can go on House of RC and find them or Facebook also the rc news is brought to you by high tech rcd we want to say thank you to high tech rcd for their support uh it looks like the team is they're taking serious racing i'm seeing more guys running their servers and their equipment but high tech rcd is a leader in rc systems delivering the highest performance and reliability supported by a dedicated customer service personnel the hsb 938 1th servers have efficient brushless motors titanium gears low consumption constant output in a metal case The rdx2 charger can charge two four cell packs or six cell packs simultaneously and you can monitor them with the bluetooth dongle trust in high-tech your servo and charger headquarters visit high-tech rcd where to buy for your newest retailer also the rc news is bought to you by lugs racing tires they have over 55 Combined years of experience in RC. they have been testing treads, wheels, and rubber for performance. You can try out the Lugs eCon tires that were developed with racing budgets in mind. High quality but lower cost means savings can be passed on to you, the racer. Lugs racing tires provides pure the premium Lugs t- uh, premium line provi- provides pure performance made using Lugs custom and proprietary rubber compound and their custom molds. Uh, so you know they're getting serious about racing. Tires are available medium, soft, super soft, mega soft, and now long wear. Visit www.lugsracing.com and you can save a percentage by using the promo code NNRC LUGS in all caps. And Lugs is another company that's kind of having the COVID bubble and they're waiting for their product to come when it's out there on a boat. So I know a lot of people are saying, well, we can't get tires and stuff like that. Well, that's because of COVID too. So uh, check out lugsracing.com and thank you for their support as well. All right, Joseph, uh, RC News. I just want to go over real quick because we had what I think is becoming one of the best 10-scale races in America, and that is uh, Beach RC's Masters of Dirt racing. They had this about two weeks ago um, at Beach RC. It's, it's, man, I haven't heard anybody that goes to this race come out saying they didn't have a good time. It's uh, all about having fun. It's all about being different. And this race is getting more and more popular by the year. Uh, they crown a overall masters mod masters of Dirt, and they crown a stock champions of Dirt. Now I believe that the code of Fen won the mod version of this. Because you have to they have to run three classes. Any three classes they, they have, they have, have
3: to
0: run... Um no, man. I think um I think Fen won it because oh. you have to run three classes, I believe. I could be wrong. Let me bring it up. i I've known to, I've been known to be wrong. So uh, i'll bring it up but um yeah so how it works is they have like uh you you have to run three classes so you have to run i think you have to run like four drive and two-wheel drive and then you can run like short course or um or stadium and I don't I, I i really was supposed to get brent on her to talk about it but he got kind of busy i'm busy and we just didn't get on her but this is one of the 10 scale races that i really want to go to because man they have fun they had a step up competition where you have to jump and jump over they have like a, a last man standing race the emphasis is on fun and people just enjoying themselves man and i tell you i'm so pumped for brent and those guys because this race is getting bigger and bigger every year and i think this is going to turn into being one of the premier 10-scale races uh, that we have in the industry. So I want to say kudos to him and the Beach RC crew for pulling it off. Let me see if I can bring up some more results. Well, the results are for two-wheel drive were, <clears throat> hold on. Uh, no, that's, that's a different race. So four-wheel drive was Dakota Fan, Dustin Evans, Aiden Horn, Tyler Jones, Aaron Kaufman. Cavallari was in ninth overall for that, Joseph. And in mod, it was Dustin Evans, Dakota Fenn, Ryan Cavallari, Spencer Rifkin, Aiden Horn. This, this race had was pretty stacked with uh, top guys. And, um, yeah, I, let's see. Stadium truck, Spencer Rifkin, Aiden Horn, Dakota Fenn. I think Fenn won this, Joseph. I think Fenn won this. He won the overall. Oh,
1: okay. Overall. It's 10 so less time to fend yourself.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Fenn won what? fend one southern Nets. you can't you know you can't you can't say he fends himself he won southern Nets. he finished the he finished a race speaking of he southern, won Nets, southern
1: Nets. yeah who was that everybody okay that's amazing yeah
0: see see, see? when you when you was, use you was busy traveling i think you missed it all so um yeah, yeah so congratulations to those guys um probably i'm gonna get brent on her to to talk about this some more in the next couple of podcasts but um it kind of happened a couple of weeks ago but i I found myself watching this the the only thing i can say that they didn't have much coverage i know he wanted to get matt olsen to come in and cover this but they uh j concepts had a race up in minnesota the same weekend of this race like mayfield and cole tallard northern guys were there um so we really didn't get the coverage that we wanted of this race which is a shame because i i think this race deserves it and um hopefully next year we, brent gets that but the people that meant everybody seems to enjoy themselves and that's what at the end of the day what what seems to mean something and speaking of that j concepts race uh let me mute this guy because he's making too much noise uh the j concepts race was held in minnesota it was a carpet race turf race sorry and it looks like we had Cole tallard uh winning um two-wheel drive buggy Hold on, let's see. All right, so here are your results. Uh, in modified buggy, it was Cole Tallard, Ryan Mayfield, and Lee Setzer. Oh, get this. In expert two-wheel drive buggy, I guess that's mod, I guess, or um, I guess. Okay, so it's not stock. I, I don't know what expert two-wheel drive buggy is. You had Davey Bata, born Boner Crime, and Kyle Holmberg. What's And, um, yeah. What is, why is born a crime running expert to 17 po- What? You know what, Joseph? When know. we, when we get to California, we're going to have to have an intervention for born a crime.
1: Honestly, I think violence is the only language that will help.
0: <laughs> Actually, he sent me a picture the other day of a mod murder. See, so I'm running mod. I said, what about nitro? We'll see. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, he went up there and him. This this kid Davy Bada is really good, man. He's killing it in stock, and I can't wait to see what he does when he jumps up to the to the mod uh, the mod races as well. In four wheel drive, you had Ryan Mayfield, Lee Setzer, and Cole Tallard. I just want I just want to talk about Lee Setzer and Cole Tallard real quick. Cole Tallard has been had has has had a really good year. He is ex- an exceptionally really great driver, and. Really good guy to talk to and all that type of stuff. I look forward to seeing this guy racing in 2022. And I got to give shout outs to Lee Setzer too, because he stepped up his game a lot. I, re- I remember Lee was predominantly a 10 scale driver. And when I was talking to him at the Nationals, he's like, yeah, I want to focus on, fo- on on Nitro. You know, I see that it's important. And he's definitely gotten better in Nitro. And I think he has a really uh, a really bright future ahead of him. Him him, and Cole. And as for Mayfield, he won four wheel drive. And I, I wondered, like... I have to ask yourself do you think we're gonna see mayfield run in 10 scale next year it just seems like he's not been as serious about
1: it this year i don't know why he's uh, less serious about it something with with the yokomo deal maybe yeah but let's say if Yokomo went away for next year it would be interesting to see well i mean because i mean I get the feeling that the electric side has kind of brought him more money Mm -hmm. because not only did Yokoma apparently pay him more, at least back in the day, but also the bonuses that they have in America. So when you win races, you get paid. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, all of those electric races have multiple classes. Mm. Well, now these days, typically eight scale also There's Truggy and E-Buggy and... Nitro buggy, so I I don't know. It's uh, anyway, it's a big chunk of his income if he doesn't run ten scale. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm curious to see, yes, what he would do. I, I I would argue that he probably would prefer to just run one. Mm-hmm. Like if he could choose, if someone gave him a billion dollars and said, just race what you like. I pretty sure he wouldn't race everything he's racing now mm-hmm. right i i, 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 I think would he to... would want to focus on something and just try and dominate that and win you know
0: right uh, well tebow i don't think tebow i don't think we're going to see tebow doing an eight ten scale anymore i think he's quite happy just racing eight scale and and he's more focused on that and honestly um what do these guys have to prove in ten scale anymore They've won Cavallari, Tebow, and and Cavallari, uh, Cavallari Mayfield, and Tebow have won everything in ten scale, everything. They've won really races. Yeah. They've won nationals. They've won world championships. They don't have anything else they need to win anymore. Now, what I do see Cavallari is, but I think that's through TLR. He's doing a lot more ten scale racing, but I think that's needed. You know what I mean? Because in the position that he's in, but I don't think we're gonna see. I like like anybody who isn't getting paid. You're not gonna. You're not going to take what if you're not getting the money that you got for it before you're not going to take it as serious as possible if you just ride on your contract but i mean i don't know like i don't know like do we need to see these guys running 10 scale anymore if they don't want to do it or or what like or should they just focus on 10 scale i mean eight scale it'd be interesting to see i just don't know if you know we'll see how it works out for him i think i think mayfield just likes eight scale the most like you know what i mean and that's what he prefers i think all these guys prefer eight scale the most and that's what they, that's why nitro is the glory man and uh all that good stuff um but uh, oh there was there was some drama attached to this race there was some definitely some drama attached to this race and i think we're going to talk about it in the dawn and quiet segment because this is something that i've seen seeing breeding bad habits uh next up was the blue ridge nationals i just because you haven't seen this joseph so i want i want you to see the track because I actually think this is probably the, the now this this race here has definitely evolved over the years. Uh, it started a couple of a couple of weeks uh, a couple of years ago, and it's had some it's had some ups and downs. I'm not going to say it's been perfect. But I have to say this man, and I have to give them credit. This is the best, 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 best layout that I've seen in a long time, Joseph. And I want you to watch a lap, and you guys can watch a lap of this too. Um, and let me know because I thought that this layout was really good and um, let me know what you think. Oh, hold on. Let me go a little bit. Just watch the layout for a second, Joseph. Coming up on my favorite part of the track right here. This jump on, jump off section. Oh, I love that so much. This is a big track, too. we'll uh we'll, we'll enough of that we will we will uh hold on let me let me stop this so I I have to give uh Anthony done the layout for this so congratulations to to Anthony Factory tracks man I think we're watching it we're watching like Anthony just go to a whole different level of his track building but I, I have to give some credit to Josh Garbett and and the guys from Scale Racing Sports. Uh, I think it's called Scale Racing or Scale Racing Sports. I no, can't remember. This is their best layout they've had. This race is starting to grow. It doesn't get the big names that uh, the other races get, but that's only a matter of time. But I have to give some credit. This guy put in live RC Joseph, and honestly, honestly, I'm super excited for AMS coming up next week. Because the cameras and and just the different things that they were doing at this race, I think I think Live RC is going to got some new cameras and they had different camera setup and I have to say that, honest to God and heaven that the coverage, even though it wasn't like a big pro race, was exceptional. Like the, the it was clear, it was, um, you know you could see like you can actually see the cars and and all that type of stuff so i'm excited for ams and the coverage that we're going to get so i just want to say congratulations also i want to shout out and say congratulations to dakota brian kata he run he he won uh nitro buggy and e buggy and it was really cool uh my buddy toby handsome shared a picture and he went up because it's two brothers that race they actually came to uh dnc uh, not dnc they came to rcgp and i met them there and, man, you just see the guys go up and give each other a big hug and just be so happy to win this race. And you know what, man? At the end of the day, that's what this is all about, man. Doing things like this with, like, your close ones or your friends and having fun doing it. So, kudos to everybody that went out and raced at the Blue Ridge Nats. It looked like a great race. I'm glad to see that it's kind of getting more organized and it's getting better, getting, you know, you know. And, and it's good to see. So, yeah, good stuff. All right, um, Joseph. Can we talk about the concept car from Agama because they re- they dropped their video? Did you see that this week?
1: Yeah, yeah, we can.
0: So should we but play actually, the, video the video for was people?
1: Good. Yeah, let's play it. It's good. All right, I,
0: ha- I have it here actually. So that's uh oh oh hold on, I should mute that. All right, so here's the video from um. Nemo, that they shared this week. we're not going to watch the whole video right joseph we're just gonna watch uh some of it hold show on. a
1: bit i can't see anything
0: yeah yeah hold on i'm looking for it <laughs> um it's here but oh hold on i have to bring it over here so they released their concept car with uh john H- i really would like to get hazel on the podcast to talk to him about this type of stuff i've been trying to get him for a while i haven't spoken to him for a minute but uh i really want to hear his story why can't i bring this up hold on something's not right here um but let's bring up the video here real quick and uh we can have a look at what they're doing because man people are freaking out over this car and rightfully so because we haven't really seen anything different in rc for a while so i, I get it why people are excited trust me if it works i'm excited too um where is this oh man i've lost it all here we go all right so we want to bring this over here not working for me here hold on let me just bring it up on um on this so anyway just why don't you why don't you tell give us your thoughts on this while i bring up the video of the of it please
1: yeah so they have the inboard shocks or lay down shocks what do you call it cantilever
0: yeah but it's 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 a little different but yeah
1: they don't yeah they they uh They don't uh, attach the shock to the arm. They have a a part that attaches to the arm, 90 degree angle to the arm, and then the shock attaches to that. So the shocks are horizontally laying on top of the gearboxes, front and rear. And I think it's really good that someone is doing something different. I was happy to see that. So all, all cars are not the same. I also want to do something uh, different and start developing the car in new directions, but it wasn't possible for this first car. The first car had to be sort of familiar and safe, yet new, so mm-hmm. which is a challenge to do, but I think it works when people see it, they'll see that it, it is in fact new and there is some innovation in there and and really cool features. But this one is a car where you just look at the car and you see like, wow, it's all new. Well, I mean, all of the, there's nothing that on the car that I can see that hasn't been done before, but right now in this time, it's not something that exists out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to see it, but I am very curious to see if they can get it to work because I'm quite skeptical. Um, the reason is that we have very basic shocks and they work in a certain range of piston speed. So when I, so there's like a difference between high and low speed damping. Mm -hmm. And when I say speed, I mean the speed that the piston moves. Mm -hmm. So when you are driving in a corner and the car just rolls or when you slow down and, and the car dives onto the nose. Those movements are low speed. The piston is moving slowly inside the shock, right? That's Mm -hmm. low speed damping. Then High speed damping is when you land a jump or you're driving fast into a bump and the suspension has to deflect very quickly a long distance. That's high speed. So because our shocks are so basic, it's just a piston in a cylinder with oil passing through the piston, we are limited to what we can do. Because we, we are not able to precisely adjust the difference between high and low speed damping, right? We have to rely on the geometry to do that. That's why all the cars are very similar when it comes to the shock positions, because the geometry of the car makes it so that the high speed versus low speed damping uh, works for our shocks. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So we, the cars have developed in the way they have, because that's how our basic shocks are limiting us. So if you now take that shock and you move it out of that comfort zone, now you're making a very short shock and you're slowing down the piston speed a lot. You're moving it out of that window. So I am curious to see if they can make this work on all tracks where... Uh, It will, for example, feel comfortable to drive around corners. Uh, It will respond comfortably. But then when you hit faster bumps or you land jumps, the suspension is uh, also uh, good. You know, I I have a feeling that they will have a problem where, okay, now the car is good in this section. Now it sucks in that one, Mm -hmm. you know, so they can't get the full range of of uh function that you need from your suspension that's that's what i think will be the problem and that was for example techno's problem remember when they made the car that had uh, really long shocks and they were super mm-hmm. far out on the arm yeah in theory i understand that it could be really good like okay let's do this but with our basic shocks you can't the problem with that car was uh they weren't able to find that balance where on a loose smooth track they could make the suspension just right just you know soft and plush and good and then have the right amount of pack also when you land a jump or hit a faster bump like it was out of sync the range wasn't right for the way our shocks work and this is now an opposite direction so very short shocks and and uh uh, low piston speed so yeah i'm I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that I can I can see the issues they will have. And well, they're committed they to, to it.
0: They they they're, they're saying they're going to test it out some more and if it works, um they're going to put it into production. So, I mean, yeah, let's see. Let's see where it goes. Like um I just, you know, it, it like like you say and I, I even Max says it, you it's not good enough just to innovate for innovation's sake. It has to actually prove itself on the track. Yeah, you know what I mean—that's
1: that's the whole thing, and that's why when you look at the Mayako, you just see like, oh, it's a Kyosho or HB or a JQ or something. You know, like it looks so familiar. Well, that was one of the requirements actually. So the the new Mayako had to be something safe that is guaranteed mm-hmm. to work for everyone on any any track with minimal changes, basic setup, just it works. And I have to know that it works, right? That's Mm -hmm. why it looks that way. I know it's going to be really good. And there are then details of innovation, like no droop tabs on the front. You adjust it on the C hub instead, or, or you can adjust the diff height front and rear, these kind of things that don't exist on any other car exist on this one, you know, Mm -hmm. and then of course the best features of cars that already exist too. So it's combining all of that and then combining it with a geometry that is good, very adjustable, but the adjustment window is correct. So you can't really take it and adjust it so badly that it sucks, you know? Right. And that's very hard to do, but now it's, it is kind of that way that you really have to try hard to make it very bad, you know? Mm -hmm. that everything is sort of in the middle on a basic setup and then you can go either way a bit and adjust it to your liking and now the next step is then to try and find that next curve like we have taken this uh, now as far as we can go almost what's the next thing we can do like in touring cars they had taken the touring car as far as they could and then oleg from russia came up with his automatics right carbon fiber arms, there's no conventional uh, dampers, shock absorbers. They are these unique things, well, that's, it's just looks like a small cylinder low down on the arm, right mm-hmm. In, with an internal spring system. So it's not, It it was completely different link linkages and carbon fiber plates as arms and up links, you know, that was the suspension and then these special shocks he has and every, the center of gravity was so low. It just took, it just uh, changed the game. All the others then now X-Ray started doing similar things and other brands are also taking what, what he has done and making their own sort of adaptions. So that's what we are looking to do in 8Scale Next, I think, where someone figures out the next thing. I don't think that it's going to be this, what Nemo did but uh, it's, I think it's very good that they did something different.
0: I, agree. I would have to agree with you there. Um, also, hello, can you hear me? Also, yeah. uh, something I wanted to say, did you see, just because you brought up touring car and innovation and all that stuff, did you watch the video that the doctor put out, Alex uh, Hagberg, he basically, he took a 20 year old car, right, put, uh, the, and put like modern day electronics in it and stuff, he used the same body shot and everything.
1: No, he didn't. Com- uh, he used different bodies. I wish he had used the same body. I Oh, he didn't? I yeah, didn't it use was... the same body. No, it was a good video. Yeah, I saw it. It was interesting to see.
0: A- and he said uh, he was shocked how good it was compared so to What the was the file.
1: difference then? Half a second or something?
0: Yeah, half a second.
1: Yeah. Sounds about you right. You should do that for off-road, uh, dude. Yeah, could be interesting. Uh, I have a Kyosho MP6. I mean, that's, what, 20 years old?
0: Yeah, it will be interesting to see. I, I think an off-road, there'd be a, I don't know, man. Like, with this, I don't know. Like, I think the, I think the off-road that, rigors.
1: Honestly, I think the biggest thing in off-road is that now we have uh, so much more grip and power mm-hmm. that the durability is, the. that would be the biggest difference, really. The durability. Right, the, the durability
0: and, durability of the car. That's what I was thinking yeah. as well.
1: I think that uh, some of the cars you can take, and I think you can match the lap time. For example, the Chrono, um, the Chrono RSO 3 uh, What was it? RSO one RSO one or RSO 3 It was 2000, what, th- three? Or even, you know what? The Thunder Tiger also, EB4. Mm-hmm. I bet you, I bet bet you anything, you could take those cars and you could match the best laps. You could, uh, because those cars, even back then were super fast, but even then they weren't the strongest. I mean, Thibault went to the worlds in Uruguay with uh, Thunder Tiger and qualified like 198 because he broke every round. So <laughs> imagine now with the uh, bigger jumps, yeah, high speed yeah. tracks, more traction, you know Not that much. the cars, yeah, the cars wouldn't be good because of that. Right. But if if you just need to do a fast lap, I think you could.
0: Yeah, and, and could. in touring car, you don't you know it's a lot less risk, you know what I mean? No jumps, stuff like that. You know, obviously obviously you can smack a pipe or wall, but yeah, I don't know. Um, all right. Next up, Kyle McBride out at techno. This is a shock. This is a shock.
1: Honestly, so- I don't know what. McBride is doing
0: I I don't I'm I don't know either um so my I've heard rumors of S-Works I've heard rumors that is is trying a a Mugen he's been seen testing a Mugen so I'm in wrecking my brain racking my brain trying to think what would be the logical move for Kyle in this situation or what company would be would do that and the only companies that I can think of that would do this or have the money to pay him it with this is S-Works so for some reason WRC keeps popping in my mind too. Because they have like um you know, they have some WRC guys there. And but this Mugen thing might kinda make sense too, because Mugen kinda doesn't have anybody on the in the Asia area type of thing anymore. I mean they have I don't know, like I'm just I don't know what, what happens if Kyle McBride. I asked him what happened. He asked him what's going on. He did, he didn't tell. He wouldn't. He said he can't tell me. But he just said that this opportunity will allow him to travel more, which, which we all we all want Kyle McBride to travel more because this guy is exceptionally fast on um, internationally. But we can't we can't go over the the we can't hide the fact that he actually you know the the young kid Alex Bernardzak has had his number in Argentina. Argentina in Australia for the last year and a bit you know so i don't know what's going on i i i i haven't really heard what happened with kyle and and techno but i i hope i hope kyle mcbride isn't on his way out of rc because it i mean the guy's really talented and i want to see him race more but when you start chopping and changing like this man it's it's not good you know what i mean hello
1: yeah because it looks like it's his choices which is very strange somehow to me like it seems it's it seemed seemed like he had infinity and he chose to leave
3: mm-hmm. he
1: wasn't kicked like he chose to how do you leave a team like infinity I would think that if you just sort of uh, have the right attitude and you want to do stuff that they can make it happen for you mm-hmm. I would think I mean come on, they have a pretty much in RC terms at least unlimited budget. So if you are like, look, I want to win the worlds, so I want to do this and that, to help develop, I'm gonna to move to America, do it, like anything. Like I think anything could have been possible. I like why would it I just can't see it where where it's a situation where he's stuck in Australia and can't do anything. I just I don't think, see it. Like I think how why? It,
0: like what make me like, everybody was like it's myako, it's myako. no it's not i i i i don't i'm not involved in Mayako in any way like that but i i know kind of how you think and I know what you're looking for in a driver so um i just i just i think the biggest issue with mcbride is always that he's not he's not leaving Australia i think the one thing and i've said i said this from the beginning like when he was' an associated i thought i was hoping that associated would you know, he he kind of needs to go to America for six months or a year and just go out there and race and grind it out and and, and get, you know, be surrounded. Because when the guy gets around, like, the, like, let me tell you, man, when he gets around higher talent, he definitely raises his game. You know what I mean? I saw it at RCGP. So I don't know what's going to happen with Kyle McBride. I hope that he, I hope that this next change gets, I hope he finds what he's looking for in this next change and i i just hope we see him more on the international stage man because he's you know and i and, and, and with that i would like to see the young alex bernardzak get out and um race some more too and internationally too but i think it's it's and then i think it's incredibly impressive that the australians have the australians have some fast dudes there. like you know what i mean you have kyle you have alex and you have you know like then you have the scene. he's like you know it's a little bit he's below those guys maybe not on those level but you know like aaron's good then you got like young jack Parsi, caleb noble the, and then it looks like that that kid that kind of took uh took um mcbride's place on the techno team uh Jayden. so i want to see i hope these guys get to travel too man um because Australia's producing some young some fast young guys as well so i don't know man i don't know is it mugen is it s he might a it might be HB for all we know. I don't know how I just don't know where he's gonna go. Like, you know, it's just a conundrum for me. So it's uh I don't know. It's just it's just you know, silly season's gonna be a hard one this year. Uh in other news before we get out of here, Joseph, the Raw Nationals are taking place at Tim Lime's track in Adobe, Adobe RC Raceway. Congratulations to Tim Lime. but they've changed the dates to March, which which I understand why they've changed it because you know, it's it's gonna they've changed it from Which is usually in June. They've changed it to now March 17th to the 20th. So it's it's like a month after DNC now um, And also I want to say shout out and congratulations to the guys in Puerto Rico because they got the on-road fuel nationals Which I know it's big for them because they, they race a lot of on-road there, but I just want to touch on this a little bit um, from my sources and you know i knew this i knew about a week before this was announced that this race was being moved um and this is no disrespect to tim lime it's my mate and all that stuff but you know he's been working to get this track up and going for a long time i think it's like like i think i think i think the location's great it's like in the middle of phoenix it's like in phoenix it's got great amenities it's easy for people to get to and all that type of stuff i understand why it has to be in march because it's gonna be 120 degrees in phoenix arizona in june and nobody wants to be there in that in that temperature but to, to announce it on such a short notice like this, I can't help but think that this is going to affect the f- attendance. And how the payout goes with ROA is like, you have to hit a certain number of entries before you start making money off the entries. Yes, you can get money off the sponsors and all that type of stuff. But here's the bigger thing, Joseph. My sources say that no tracks bid on the offered nationals. And that they actually went and asked a few tracks, and maybe some tracks didn't fit their... Fit all the needs that they needed or maybe some tracks rejected them but this is i mean if this isn't a slap if this isn't a slap like a slap in the face and a wake-up call for roar and these federations when you have your most prestigious race your biggest money-making race and no tracks want to hold it something is terribly wrong (laughs) and by the way i heard this from not my source that told me that the track was that the race was going to be moved i heard this from another source so it sounds like to me, like Tim said, hey, I can do it, uh, but I got it. And man, he, he's got, I told him, I said, Tim, you got a lot of work to do between now. He's like, well, we're going to have the warm-up race and, and this. As, like, this The Nats will be here in March. Dude. We're going to have DNC, Nationals. I know RCGP is supposed to be in there somewhere. Maybe that's going to be moved now. And then we got, then after that, like two weeks or three weeks after, you got PMB. So it's going to be a busy uh, three months for these guys, man. A busy three months. What's your thoughts on that, Joseph?
1: Um, I think that for races like the Euros and the Nationals in America, the, the last years, there haven't been many tracks that have bid on them. Mm-hmm. It's not something very popular. It's not something that tracks want to do for whatever reason. Maybe the requirements, the opportunities to make money on the race maybe the people they have to deal with be involved with so i think it's i i think like you said these federations need to take a look at what's going on and figure out why that is because Mm -hmm. every track should want to have the national or the mm-hmm. euros or the world's like that should be the dream of a track or a club to be allowed or privileged or able to host a race like that and now it's like it's a burden and no one wants to do it so clearly something is a bit uh off
0: well there. our guest this week which is Lance McDonald he he shared his thoughts after he held you know Southside held the Nationals uh, in 2018 and after going to this last nationals in 2021 here's what i'm going to say and people and i don't care what raw thinks or what any of the federations think it has to be better raw has to do more than just show up and be like okay thank you for our money and see you later if it isn't for these these tracks that and the track crew and the money that these tracks are spending out to do this this race these races wouldn't be as good as they are i watched Lance and 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 Brian and all those guys at Southside bust their asses to make that race go off with all that rain and all that stuff. While the Raw guys sat there and and drank coffee, I watched this last race at the Nationals where Kevin and his awesome crew of people made this race go properly and be and and be done properly. If it wasn't for these people, Raw would have been clueless and just sitting there in the oversized bloody jerseys, talking you know drinking their fucking Starbucks. So something's got to change man obviously something. people just don't want to take the risk why should we why i get it tracks like if you I, i've talked about the breakdown of how things go and raw why as a track would you put yourself through that and some guys just come in with like well thank you Now we're in charge see you later and the people that come and be in charge are completely clueless so like i just i just it's a shame because i think that the nationals is the most prestigious race in america i think that the euros is the most prestigious race in europe and i think that the world is the most prestigious race that we have in rc and if we ain't having tracks that don't want to do have nothing to do with them something is obviously wrong but no what will they do they'll put their heads in the sand like an ostrich and pretend that nothing is happening just like they haven't come out with the tests for the fuel tanks after all this talk we're gonna test we're gonna test where are the results from the test everybody's forgotten about that like i said
1: yeah
0: uh, um but i just hope i just told i was like tim congratulations i know this is something that he he wants to you know he wants to put it on so i hope he does it the best i hope we, you know what joseph we might actually be able to go to it we might be in the in the states when it happens
1: well, what's the date the dates are
0: march 17th to the 20th
1: so it's it's the week before rcgp yeah yeah maybe but probably would have to be uh preparing spectators. the rcgp
0: you'd be spectators you will not they won't let you race
1: i can't race no. can't i get the royal license and race
0: maybe
1: hey they i have to live in uh, america i think
0: but. i think this is going to be a predominantly west coast nationals this year you know the west coast glider phoenix is an easy place to get to and, and all that type of stuff and i want i want it to be a successful race for tim and then guys and This is the first big race that this track's holding and i think um i just i I just it can be i think it's gonna be awesome and it's gonna be awesome because tim makes it awesome not because of raw so um it's gonna be interesting to see and i don't know what's gonna happen with rcgp they might have to move their date or move the location or move the location
1: yeah maybe location but i think the dates are set
0: all right um joseph i have and, hey, I got a shout-out to the Puerto Ricans, man. My Boricuas, Felicidades, I know that's a big thing for them. They kind of gives them that validation, you know. And I, I hope the same for them. I hope that they get enough interest where that club makes money and they make up. Uh, I can just imagine our raw Nationals, one road with a Latin twist to it. Uh, I think I want to be there. I think I'm going to hop on the ferry and go over to that race. It's in October. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. All right, Josie. You know what, man? We have a few questions to answer her, so I think it's time to go on to the RC Bench Racing Q&A. What about you,
1: Joseph? Well, we can, yes, if you insist. BeachRC.com. The Racers' one-stop online hobby shop.
0: Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super-fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet.
1: BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing,
0: JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Luxe Fuels, and
1: Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today.
0: And thank you to BeachRC for their continued support check out uh Beach RC youtube channel lucas has been um doing some pretty good vlogs on there man of his travels around to you know around that he's been doing and all that type of stuff and he's getting really good at his editing man so i enjoy his vlog videos and he just did one from blue ridge nationals and hey we have an affiliate link for BRC. BRC puts a lot of money back into the racing community you guys can go there and use that affiliate link it helps us it helps them and we greatly appreciate it it will be in the written description of this podcast so first up we have some discord questions because now the nnrc has a discord we almost have 200 members in there i would like to see 500 members in there by the end of the year i'm hoping that the discord can be like a this nnrc discord can be like the old starting grid type of vibe that we used to have that i used to like so much people getting to know each other talking crap having fun arguing or whatever, you know, I just hope it turns into that. So our first questions come from one of our, our, uh, from the discord. And it's from my good buddy, Jason Roberts. And he wants to know how does raising or lowering the diff height affect the car?
1: That's a good question. So it, it's not quite always that straightforward, but I'll try and, uh, keep it simple. So. It has to do with the relationship of the rest of the geometry and where the drive shaft is and that sort of thing. What you're really doing, I think, is affecting uh, the drive shaft movement in the out drives and the friction that is caused by that. So generally a higher diff will make the car drive stiffer and firmer on power so you have more corner speed. The car is worse in bumps because it's the suspension is firmer, stiffer when you get on power, but it's the faster setting. So high diff is fast. High diff is good on uh, good grip. So if you run 10 scale on carpet, if you can raise the diff, that would be a good thing. Um, then a low diff on the other hand, that makes the suspension softer and more plush. So it's better in bumps, maybe easier to drive, but um you have less corner speed it seems so it's not it's that slower but easier setting often that's how I would uh explain it and something that i have like to do on the Miyako actually is running the front diff low and the rear diff high and Mm. where the adjustment is on the Miyako buggy when I do that it just it makes it so I still have the I have the support on power of the rear end not wanting to squat too much and i have the corner speed i need but the front end is more forgiving and it's it's not so aggressive so i'd I'd like to run that
0: interesting interesting all right we have one we have another discord questions from my boy d hoff what's up d hoff uh you know who d hoff is he geeks he loves hey one of the best machinists i've ever met man i got i can make some make aluminum some aluminum art that you can't even imagine it's actually about the we talked about it, the hagberg thing but he wants to know here's a question for the podcast after discussing hagberg's touring car comparison where the modern chassis class where the modern chassis class modern chassis was less than one second faster per lap than a 20 year old car there's some debate if a similar comparison should be made between eight scale buggies well, he we already good. covered that right he just he just goes uh He wanted to say something he says Mugen geometry is very similar to that of the MBX five which won the worlds in 2004. So there won't be a big difference in that case. I'm curious to hear your opinions on which car platform brand improved the most in the past 20 years or since entering the market and which ones went stagnant. This is strictly based on performance.
1: Okay, so which has improved the most. Uh, I would say that okay let's think about them so if we are thinking about the brands that existed 20 years ago and where they are today
2: mm-hmm. so
1: mugen as one mm-hmm. i would say that mugen have gone from being a known as a very easy car to drive stable to something that is not that the mugen now is not very easy to easy to drive and stable and just run the same setup everywhere it's not like that that if people say that it's because they They have that image from before, like the brand is so strong that people still think that even though it's not true, the wide pivot, the way the car is, it's more aggressive, nervous. You lose the rear end. It's not it's an aggressive car now. It's not like it used to be. Is that better or worse? I mean, Mayfield's winning a lot. It's fast, Uh, I would say. So how do you how do you judge the car is very good? It's very capable but it's not universally seen as a people's car, you know, just pick it up and drive. It's easy. It's not that way anymore. That's the development of Mugen. I think, uh, Kyosho Kyosho was 20 years ago, super good. They were winning everything. Didn't win that worlds, but they were close. They had, yeah, they were, they could have some flame outs and issues. Uh, they won a lot back then also because they had the most durable car they would finish the races and uh, they had a lot of drivers <laughs> mm-hmm. so yes now today they have up until the mp10 i would say that their development was steady in the same direction it was uh, to make a very good easy car that is capable in any condition Now they have sort of gone with the trend of making the car have natural corner speed at the cost of ease. So for your average driver, it's not as good anymore. You can't. You can't just run the same setup everywhere and be happy kind of, you know, the car naturally is more aggressive and not as safe as the older one. So I would say similar direction to Mugen, but not as aggressively and who else so thunder tiger was back then x-ray was around 20 no years more. ago right x-ray was new back then yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: um x-ray was just released i would say that x-ray was good back then and is still good mm-hmm. yeah, I in a think very we have to similar throw, way kind of
0: actually i think we kind of have to throw hb in there too even though it was more like 2008 ish
1: um, yeah well hb yeah 2008 7 eight, something like that 8 they won the worlds Was it kind of, kind of quite new then? I think. Yeah. Where was two thousand six? Yeah, you didn't really see much HB two thousand six. It really emerged for two thousand
0: eight, seven and eight. And then, like Jesse Uh, Roberts, and
1: I would say HB have developed in a good direction overall. Uh, They have a lot still that they share with the very old cars, but it's 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 better than back then for sure the car, they, they've got it to where it's very stable and good and easy to drive. And they've improved a bit on the mechanical side on it also.
0: Oh, you can throw LOSI in there too. You can throw associate because uh, they were there in 2008.
1: Yeah, LOSI 2006, it was released. Uh, I would say LOSI have gone backwards because when LOSI was first released, they had this moment where they were the best. And everyone thought that was the way to go, but it actually wasn't. It was just that the other cars needed to add some steering and corner speed to their car cars. But they actually had the correct base, I would say. Losi's base was good for some US tracks, good for Neo Buggy, but in general, not, not the best. And now Losi just has gone backwards even more. Oh gosh, so, you're getting a letter now. They have a. I I heard they have a new car though. So yeah. curious to see what they did there. So Associated I mean, not Associated, they, uh, when did they release theirs?
0: Around, 2000. Mayfield had his, he was running the Associated in 28 worlds.
1: Maybe about and, the same, same time. As, yeah. Uh, yeah, sometime they mixed in six, seven, eight, something like that. They have also developed in a good way, but I mean, their last development was copying a Mugen, so I can't really count them as development. You know, who else? Who else was around back then? I would say if I had to say someone like who has developed the best from back then to now to today, then I would probably have to say HB. Mm -hmm. because. HB has not taken a step backwards in like arguably, arguably in some sense, you know, like they they haven't gone from, okay, this car needs some improving to uh, improving it. Now it's easier to drive. Now it's better to, okay, it's better in this way, but it's worse in this other way. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. They haven't done that. They have just steadily improved in every way, I think. I would agree with you. you See what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I think the brand.
1: Yeah, Mugen has improved, but Mugen also made it so now those people who back then were like, "Oh, it's the easiest car to drive." Well, it's not anymore. Mm -hmm. Kyosho, same thing. Like Kyosho is so good; it's the easiest car to drive. Nope, you can't say that about the FT10.
0: I think the biggest fall from grace is Kyosho. I mean, you went from being the powerhouse of well, everything that's
1: not because of the car the car isn't like right, but that's the because car of isn't a reason for that you know i would
0: agree with you there i would agree with yeah. you there
1: yeah i wouldn't if we take if we look from 2010 then definitely yours truly right here
0: well i knew that was coming i if knew that was coming 10 years
1: then for sure that's easy
0: yeah you've learned a lot in 10 years a lot a lot amazing all right uh we're going on to some facebook questions chris tradu what's up bud? good buddy he asked about tracks last time i'll keep it going you can race only one track for the rest of your life can it can be a current or existing track or you can bring back a closed track where are you racing
1: just one for the rest of my life that's yeah
0: yeah he actually has two questions so if i could bring one what? Oh no! Go you go, Joseph. What? What? I, okay, I will tell you a track that I always wanted to race on, but I never, I I never really got to race on. And I know it's gonna be. I haven't yet gotten to race on it or drive on it, but it's gonna be Hermos track, man. Tilt Yard. I've always wanted to go there. I always yeah. thought that. I always thought that Hermer was thinking outside of the box way back then, and he was building beautiful tracks 20, 25 years ago, and he's still doing it.
1: And you know,
0: I would like to go race at that track. I think it's badass.
1: to be honest. I would say fear farm Arizona for DNC. Yeah. That, that, yeah, because you can run that wet or dry, change the layout, make it whatever you like. Yeah. That's where I would race for the last of my days.
0: Next of, next questions. He says, if you could design your dream track, what features would it have? Who's building it? Was it would it be dirt? What what is the dirt traction type? Indoor versus outdoor?
1: Um, the dirt would be like fear farm kind of. So it yeah. gets rough, difficult. Uh, it's off road. Clearly, it's not this smooth sort of uh, on road with jumps. I I, hate, I don't like that. And. I think Westergaard would build it and it would be more technical. These tracks we have now, the thing that annoys me is that it's just sort of 90 degree corners or hairpins and massive jumps. That's really the style that we have in RC now. And I just don't like that very much. So everyone does the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> Why can't we make it so it's difficult? So you really have to be a good driver to be able to do some of the things, you know? So the lesser drivers, they take a different line and they do the easy way. And then the really good drivers, they do the difficult rhythm or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That That's what I would do. And to, do, to be able to do that, you have to slow that track down a bit. So you can't enter the jump section super fast. You know, so you slow it slow the layout down, and then uh, provide options for how to jump. So, just one example: you remember the Charlotte Worlds, and you remember there was that section where you jumped on a tabletop, skipped onto the next one, then hopped over a single. And I think Mike Truex was the only one who really yes, he was the only really one that could do it, it super yeah, consistently, yeah. right? And then Har actually. That. Hara, one reason why he won was that he sort of picked up on it and found the rhythm for the main Mm -hmm. and started doing it very consistently. You don't see that anymore. Yeah, that was the kind of section where you entered it kind of slow and then you timed the first jump and then skipped two more times. So it was Mm -hmm. a very technical section to do. But those are the kind of things that I think we should have, you know, where... You, you have to jump within a very small space so that you can make the next jump. So you, you yeah. really have to time it. But if you it, don't want to do that, then you can do the slower rhythm, which is easy. It's just a bit slower.
0: You if, know? if I remember correctly, it wasn't a full jump. It was like half a jump. The single.
1: It was like you jumped high up onto a tabletop, which mm-hmm. dropped down onto a smaller tabletop. And then you you had to time it right so that you could sort of blip the throttle and skip over a single into a wow. corner i i, you know?
0: I remember that oh. moment too he was the only person doing that that's why he's, he's flying he, he sure wasn't, wasn't
1: the only one doing it but he that was did, he in the beginning the yeah.
0: yeah uh believe it or not man if i had to build my dream track i would i know this is probably not gonna you're not gonna agree with me <laughs> i would just do southern Nats, man i would get the guy who built the southern Nats track I would do it right there in Southern nationals because it's air conditioned throughout that whole track and it doesn't get all smoky and dusty. And yeah, cause I ain't seen nobody else build a track like that guy, the old Southern Nets with the elevation and all that stuff. And it's indoor, you gotta worry about weather. It's not super smooth. It gets rough. Yeah. I think that's the route I would go to be honest. Yeah all right uh next question is from sweden what's up magnus how you doing question week where do i buy the cap in europe if possible well i think one of our goals is to open up our merch shop in 2022 so people can get hats and shirts and stuff and show support of the um of the nnrc so yeah watch this space hopefully in 2022 we get that done austin Schreifer, a hey, just got a nice ignite 10 scale uh 10 scale truck conversion i can't wait to see him do it Go run it. He asks, what does a wide or narrow pivot do? Asking for my ten scale cars, but it can apply to anything. Thanks,
1: guys. Uh, I would say to keep it simple, wide pivot has automatic corner speed. Your car will want to maintain corner speed more, rotate more. But if you have a wide pivot in the rear, for example, it also means that you have a bit less grip or less consistent grip less overall grip I would say so you can have the risk of losing the rear end also so wide pivots they don't quite land quite as well the suspension isn't as good at absorbing uh, bumps and landings so it's not quite as good in bumps also the car is a bit more responsive aggressive and then narrow pivot makes for the car that is very calm and easy a lot of overall grip But less corner speed than less natural corner speed. So it's a a compromise. You have to find the right pivot width for the car and the rest of the geometry. But basically, wide, fast, but aggressive and difficult, narrow, slower, but uh, easier, calmer, more stable.
0: Justin Huglin, what's up, Cusco? He goes, "How long do you think it would take one seventh scale e-buggy to completely pay the bills?" He's talking about e-truggy to completely pay the bills. Well, I'm going to tell you, man, e-truggy is gaining popularity by the race. So I think um,
1: e-truggy know. will never be anything.
0: No, Joseph, e-truggy is growing like a weed. You don't want to admit yeah. it. And, and you, know, you what? know
1: what? That's why we have uh, poison to kill those weeds.
0: <laughs> no, That's no. Poison. You're going to become an e-truggy specialist Because you're a truggy and
1: specialist we also have weed whackers
0: <laughs> The guy's hating on the class that he can Do really well at No man, I seriously think that e- e-truggy is her to stay um, I want one And um, yeah I I, I think, I, I don't care what Joseph said I think it's a cool class I think it's cool. Ben Tracy, I think
1: it's the dumbest class we have after short course That's the kind of class That you aren't supposed to race
0: of course, you want a truggy. Of course, you're gonna race Maybe it. Maybe like
1: at club races, like for beginners. No. But you aren't supposed to race it at some national. I dis- event I
0: something. I disagree. No, it's not a national event, but you know, I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I honestly, no, do it's, I, I, it's horrible. It's hurt to stay, and it's not going no, anywhere. It's horrible. Ben Tracy, when the heck is Mukin releasing a new buggy? Uh should be soon. It's it's about time, I would say. You think so? Yeah, I think next year it's coming. I'm
1: I'm curious to see. Somehow, I don't think so
0: maybe i mean you know
1: if they release a new buggy you know what they're gonna do i'll tell you right now they'll they'll just uh make a narrow pivot with the mba6 arms make just new use the, arms yeah, yeah, yeah. that are the same as mbx6 but they are new that's yeah. it that's their new car yeah pretty much okay. excitement over
0: <laughs> <laughs> benjamin james i believe that i asked about favorites for the eight scale worlds as the 2021 season wraps up and we look at the races Spain next year who is the dark horse and who could surprise you in 2021? I'm going to say something, and okay. it's going to piss people off, though.
1: Before you say that, let's just say that we already know that the same old guys. Let's agree on them first, but let's let's find who is the new guy. The, usually at Worlds, someone emerges, right? So who mm-hmm. emerges? So the same old guys are we know Ongaro, Ronnefalk, Mayfield, Tesman. They are like the real elite of the elite. Then Fend will be fast, but will fend himself. Cavallari fading a bit, also not the greatest eight scale right now. Uh, the other Europeans, like Boots and all the Italians, and actually one guy, I think, above those, Berton, but he'll break a 3D-printed <laughs> arm or something. Um, but we know the normal guys. But who will emerge? Carl McBride, 2010, fourth place. Like, who the fuck is that? You know, who who is the Kyle McBride of the next worlds or even Ongaro? You know, many people didn't know really how fast Great he question. was. Then he finished fourth in uh, 2016. Uh, 18 CJ Jellin but I, I wouldn't really sort of count him. He was already fast, and it's. I have uh, a
0: suggestion. I have one.
1: Yeah, go Alex bernardzek on. Yes. That's a good if one. he goes, if he uh, goes,
0: Alex can be the Dark Horse. He's that good, I think.
1: Could I don't? Let's go ahead. Could uh, any of those American youngsters? I'm trying to
0: think. Surprise. I'm, I'm racking my brain. Mason Fuller.
1: Yeah, like one of those guys. I know? think Mason Fuller could be or a Dark Aiden Horse.
0: Maybe not. Yeah, you know, well, I think I think Aiden can make the main. My now here's my question that somebody asked me. How many Americans do you think is going to be in the main in, in Spain?
1: Oh, well, there's one thing about that. So, first of all, right now in Europe, the Europeans are really fast. So
0: Well, so are the Americans.
1: Yeah, but they aren't really fast in Europe. That's my point. Right. right. I think that Mayfield and Tessman are that kind of drivers and guys that they will be there no matter what. But the other guys, I'm kind of skeptical, honestly, because it's not today. You cannot just drive. You have to have your car and tires on point two. And the Redavan track is very different to the tracks in America. But like I said, like Mayfield and Tessman, they are sort of the kind of drivers that they will figure it out, I feel, mm-hmm. but the rest, I am not sure. And I think when Cole I say Will figure, too. figure out, no, I don't think so. Really? No. Not, had, not to like make the main at the Worlds kind of thing. No. I'm, yes. Because, no, Australia was a more American-style track than European, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't even close to make the main, was he? Was can't he? Remember. I can't remember. Yeah. This is a pure European track that we're talking about. This is true. Yes, so I just don't see that happening. But uh, here, here's what I wanted to say. So they have scheduled the Euros at Redovan also. No way. Yeah, so I I understood that they were supposed to be in Portugal. But I saw the uh, schedule and they have a meeting, EFRA meeting now, this weekend. And right now, as of today... Both the Euros and the Worlds are in Redavan in Spain. Oh wow! So I don't know that is it just the case that they have to make that change in the meeting or something, but yeah. So that's kind of weird that they actually have both races scheduled there. If so, if they don't uh, move that race to Portugal, the Euros to Portugal uh, in that meeting this weekend, then I think. The Americans won't be very happy <laughs> because
0: oh, we I, would it, have it, a
1: euros warm up and the euros on the yeah, same track. Yeah, I actually, I actually don't think that's fair. I
0: actually don't think that's
1: fair. So yeah, I, that, that's going to be curious. Yeah,
0: I, 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 don't agree with that. Um, as much as I wouldn't do euros to be in Redavon because I think it's just a great track, I just don't think it's fair. And and the and people will kick shit if that happens. Trust me. So I don't think Efron's that going to do that. But then again, who knows? Um. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I just hope to be there. I know is not going to give me press credentials, but, I'm, or IFMAR, if I go to the Worlds, but, huh? Why? I doubt it. They, they don't like me too much. Um, but who needs press credentials when you have cell phones and everything else, and you can watch from the side of the, uh, side of the race? But we shall see. All right. Two more questions, and then we're going to go on to the main interview with Lance McDonald. And then Joseph and I, we're going to come back and I I got a little dawn and quiet I want to talk about. Clinic RC, what's up? I have
1: my outcome. No,
0: no, they can wait. You're always late. You're always late. We only got about 20 minutes left of this to do. Uh, Clinic RC, what's up, Tony Newland? Uh, Me and Tony have been sharing a lot of old stories, man. I got to get him back on the podcast. He's He's got a lot of stories from back in the day. Knowing what he knows now, what would JQ have done differently through his journey?
1: Well, wow, like uh, I would have not made the engine and not made the ready to run. Really? Yeah. Why? I would have just focused uh, everything. I would have focused everything on the eight scale. I I would have uh, made. That e buggy sooner, and then had nitro and electric eight scale, and then developed them uh, faster. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say Truggy. Done.
0: I thought you say, "Then I want to develop a Truggy."
1: Well, if I had done that, then maybe I could have had a Truggy also. Then back then, that's the only only sort of clear thing that I would I think I would have done differently.
0: Yeah. And we have one more question, which is pretty simple because we've said it a quite a few times on this podcast Horbag bag 92 Horbag bag, or, I know that sounds bad. How I'm saying that, but it's H O R B A G Horbag Horbag bag 92. <laughs> it's it's, is it important to have some sort of method when practicing dr- throughout the week? Yep. Get an invisible yeah, speed so, book and practice in five minute sessions.
1: Yeah. So this is what I was, this is what I meant when I was talking about boots. So what I said was that he should be better and he isn't. And it's, there's only two reasons for that. Either he isn't dedicated and he just, even though he has all the opportunities, he doesn't take them. So he doesn't put the time and effort in. That's one. Or he is putting time and effort in, but he is not doing it in an effective way. And I don't know which one of those is true. I don't know if he isn't going to the track or if he is going to the the track. Only he knows that. But what I do know is that he has all the opportunities and he has talent and he should be faster than he is now. Uh, And that the key is what this guy was asking about. So should you have some kind of program process what what you do and yes that's that's key so you need a good program you need if you really want to win you need to have a system when you practice so you aren't just doing laps you are improving you are working on something to improve you have to work on both your car your setup your Uh, engine and clutch and tire choice and all of that that's one thing and then the second thing is your driving your precision your best lap and how close to your best lap you can be for that entire five minutes how you recover from mistakes how you race under pressure like all of those things like you need to work on those things think about them and then figure out ways to improve practice some kind of thing like Something like Ongano is faster than me when he lands jumps into corners. Why? Figure out why? Like, is it a driving thing? Is it just some driving technique thing? Practice that, you know, like apply yourself to that level. And if you do that, then you will succeed. But if you just go to the track and you just drive, you want, you will not improve. These good drivers around the world are so good now. If they just go to the track and drive, it's not going to do anything for them. They're not going to improve. You know? Okay.
0: All right. Well, I, man, thank you everybody for the questions. People were waiting for you for a while to come on this podcast to ask these questions, Joseph. So thank you for your answers. Um, Remember, everybody, we have an affiliate link for BRC. Thank you to them for their support. If you guys could use that, we greatly appreciate it. It is in the written description of this podcast and in the link tree link. That is in the podcast. Joseph, we're going to go off to talk to Lancelot and um, get his take. He talks about AMS and everything else that's coming up. And um, I'm going to come back and we're going to do the SCRC Don and Quiet. All right.
1: Okay. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer. Specializing in eighth and tenth scale
4: high performance off road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technoRC.com for a complete catalog of their products. TechnoRC, excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover.
0: If you're from the southeast, you know this gentleman to my right. If you guys don't know who he is, you've probably heard his voice if you've ever watched any race time events. I like to welcome—I don't know what your official title is, the voice of the South or or something like that. Nobody. But, um, I'm
4: just—I'm just Lance. That's all I am.
0: I call him Lance a lot because <laughs> I don't know too many people named Lance, so I like to welcome Mr. Lance McDonald. How are you, Lance? I'm great, Lefty. Thank you for uh, for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you for coming on. We 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 tried to do this yesterday, and then we had electricity problems. And then we were supposed to do this at six, and we had electricity my electricity problems. Uh, we got to get that fixed here. Um, but uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, I I've I actually was asked to bring you on by one of the patrons. Uh, I don't know if I want to say his name, but he knows who he is. But he asked me earlier on this year, and I had talked to you. And I and not only that, but a couple of people had talked, told me about the Florida RC championships that you have mm-hmm. going on. So I did want to touch on that, which we will. But um, for those that don't know you, I don't even know how you got into this. I always ask, how did you discover this crazy thing that is RC racing?
4: Uh, so in 2010, we were driving by Hobby Town USA, which is a national chain uh, RC or hobby store. And they were having their RC Olympics out in the back in the yard or in the parking lot my son at the time was right around 10 years old and we just it caught our eye we just happened to swing in there check it all out thought it was really really cool and walked out of there with a uh, traxxas um stampede two-wheel drive stampede and um they had just opened a little small rc park here in my in my hometown um it was very basic very small and we were we were there playing around just you know just having some fun and um a gentleman from um shiverville rc raceway which was a tent scale track about 45 minutes south of where we live um say hey you know you should come out race with us and everything else and and that's 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 what really bit us when we went to our first rc race at shiverville that was in uh probably january of 2011 is probably when that when that happened so been at it right about 10 years now
0: yeah it seems like you've been in this a lot longer but Mm -hmm. you've been deeply involved in rc Mm -hmm. and I, i i totally understand how that happens um so that's good your son did he continue to race or well he raced up until 2000
4: about 2016 um, he was a junior at that time and Peyton started developing some, some skills in football. His body was, was developing and, um, he was becoming, becoming quite, quite good at football mm-hmm. on, a on, on a local level and, uh, was fortunate enough to receive a scholarship to go to college. So he started kind of focusing a little bit more on that because, you know, college, is for the future rc he you know there's very few people that actually make money in rc and will make mm-hmm. a living at it so he he knew that and and that's that's where he started putting his focus at
0: yeah school and football mm-hmm. is definitely way more important than rc at that point yeah. and yeah like i thought i said you become a pro footballer you can do marvelous things for <laughs> rc so yeah these do but you know that's that's hard too but uh he's still in school i don't know what's making all this noise or hold on for a second um yeah i don't hear
4: anything on my end at all okay
0: just me um all right so when did you first pick up the mic or get the urge to pick up the mic and start doing this and it started your your race director career
4: yeah so um um at at shiverville uh very small you know tight-knit group um it it just just kind of just helped out kind of picked up on some things there uh because ken the owner of the track was also a racer he was you know not an announcer or he didn't really care to do that he just wanted to he wanted to race and have fun and hang out with his buddies you know a lot. there aren't many people that want to do the announcing side of it i didn't care I, i wanted peyton to to learn RC the same way that I learned in racing. And that was just to get right down into the middle of it, be responsible for your own car when your car breaks or falls apart because you didn't put it together, right? Those are the hard lessons that you learn, but you always remember to not make those mistakes again. So, you know, he, he went through that. I, I, I kind of pushed him in that direction to do his own wrenching um there were definitely times that you know i helped him out and stuff like that but he he picked up on it really really quick and you have a better understanding of your car yeah. setups and stuff like that when you're doing your own wrenching instead of somebody just wrenching for you you know at 10 12 years old so
0: i agree with you there man i see too many father in fact i just had this conversation with a father mm-hmm. today i was like man the biggest thing you did was not teach your, your son or, or daughter how to to ranch, like, you know yeah. what I mean? And I get yep. it, dads get involved in that and that's what they, that's their job and that's what they like yep. to do. <clears throat> but I think you do a, a big disservice when you don't teach your your son or daughter how to work on their own cars. And, yeah. and yeah. actually come to think of it, like, you, cause you're from Florida. So people just mm-hmm. just that don't know, um, in that time, like I would say 2011 up on, it's kind of backed off a little bit, but Florida was a very, very competitive state. And I think it's still probably mm-hmm. one of the most competitive states when it comes to RC, um, and especially in that time, there was a, a lot of racing going on in Florida. I'm sure in that yes. ten years, as, yeah. as as it seems like it slowed down a bit, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> man, I could imagine like talking to like the Walkers and Jake Lasker mm-hmm. and some guys I know, and they were telling me about all these tracks that used to be open in Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida was like had a really, it still does, has had a bigger RC scene than mm-hmm. it does now. But it was really competitive. I would say probably the most competitive out of the eastern states. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. So. so
4: I would there there are there are a couple of things that attribute to that. So in in the early 2010s, you know, ten thousand eleven, twelve, 12, we were all in the middle of a recession, um, almost a depression. Tenth scale racing was huge because eight scale racing at the time was super, super expensive. You could race for half the cost on a tenth scale. Also, there was the big short course boom that was also taking place um, in the early, uh, early 2010s to the mid you know, 2014, 15. Um, so tent scale racing was massive. Mm. Um, the, the super cup series, which was, uh, or still is a, a very popular and predominant series here in Florida for tent scale racing only, you know, we were pulling an average of 200 to 300 entries at some races, but they were always pulling 180, 190 entries, mm. pulling a, a, a very large crowd. That's every big for tent scale. Yes, it is. It is very big. And it, it was huge. You know, we were, we were running 12, 14, 16 hour days sometimes, um, because, you know, driver stamp sizes and track sizes were not big enough to handle, <laughs> you know, those type of entries. So it was crazy long days, but, but yeah, 10 scale racing in the early 2010s up to the 2015, 16 was huge. It, it was big. Um, and we did, we had a lot of really good racers and we, and we still do, you know, Jason Rona picked up a a remote a lot more back then than he does now. Paul Wynn is still super, super active on the, uh, on the track. Um, we don't see Ryan Eckert nowhere near as much as, as we used to. Um, Leon McIntosh was really big and active back then. I remember him. Yeah, uh, JR, Jr.
0: raced this past weekend. He I did. Think.
4: He did. Yeah. He did. He went up to uh, a carpet race somewhere. Um, um, I think it was at GS Hobbies. Yeah. I, I think I seen where he was racing. Um, but you know, he's he started his family now, and and he just doesn't hit the track as much as he used to. Jr. for the longest time, honestly, he was probably the best driver in Florida. He I had such a ama- amazing amazing talent um uh, he could man he could really wheel a, a car especially a four-wheel drive buggy 10 scale buggy man he could he could rip those things
0: well uh, it's fu- it's funny because a lot of it was a lot of fast guys coming out of florida mm-hmm. back in my day we had the travis Scramblins. the mm-hmm. this is this is back when there was like a real east coast versus west coast and the east coast had this is when bobby moore was fast
4: okay yeah and, when he was and, when he was down in coral springs and all
0: yeah and, and mm-hmm. scott stahl and all these type of guys mm-hmm. this is mostly eight scale and um i forgot about how fast gr mitch is and and yes florida has a very rich heritage of rc mm-hmm. and i guess that's also because you guys can do it all year round too
4: that's correct yeah we can race 10 scale and eight scale all year well the last couple of years it ain't been that way because trying to race eight scale has been an absolute yes disaster with the rain it has rained so much um here in florida and it, it is it is frustrating. Uh, I'm, I'm, i um, we haven't raced at Southside, my home track now since, uh, since May or April, excuse me. Wow. Um, you know, no, nobody, not a single car has been on the track. It's been, you know, it just rains, it just rains all the time. And then when, when we do have free time to work on the track, we we're also racers and we want to race and
0: spend time with our families. You know, it's. I agree. Tough. It is hard. Um, we're going to talk about rain because you guys had to battle that. In 2018 and overcome that at the nationals so i guess you just enjoyed doing the rd thing then when you picked it up and you enjoyed it because you have to enjoy to do this you have to mm-hmm. enjoy it um and it just transitioned into more and more stuff when did you do your first real big out of state race uh i think it was 20, 2014
4: i think it was it was uh, bring the heat in Flowood, mississippi Okay. Um, and they, and, and actually that was my first real eight scale event. I had a lot of 10 scale experience, but that was my first real eight scale event um with having different divisions with pro and sportsmen and open and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, I made some mistakes when I was setting up the grid. And luckily there were people there to help me out. You know, like because I put all the pros back to back to back to back and all the sportsmen back to back to back to back. Right,
3: right, right. You know, right. the
4: same the same way you do with the stock guys and the pro guys, you know, and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff in 10 scale, but you can't do that in eight scale. So, you know, I made, I made my mistakes here. I had my, you know, I had my, I had a lesson learned, but there there were people there to to guide and say, Hey, you can't do that, you know, kind of thing. And, um, but yeah, that was my first one. It was 2014, but I had ran some really big 10 scale races in Florida, mm-hmm. um, with the super cup and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And I think Florida is still like one of the only places that kind of race 10 scale outdoors. Like yeah. but Well, there ain't
4: as, Yeah, there's not as many outdoor tracks as there used to be. There used to be a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but now, you know, right off the top of my head, the ones that are just strictly uh tent scale, they they're very few and in between. Cold springs.
0: mm -hmm. Maybe maybe Mills Pond. But,
4: yeah. 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 Mills is really big and Coral Springs. They they have a mix. Uh Newberry is right off the top of my head. They're the only track I can think of that is predominantly tailored to tent scale Callahan, um, out just outside of Jacksonville. They're they're a smaller track, which they're fixing to expand. Um you know, they do they do some tent scale, but most of them that are outdoors, there's I think two. Yeah, that's really all yeah. there is it, too you if you really know, think about one time it yeah we had, yeah we had 10 at one time
0: wow that's that's amazing yeah. that's amazing to think so many tracks but that's yep. that's the ebb and flow of rc too you know and it, it's ebb and flow of 10 scale 10 scale was getting at mm-hmm. hot at that time was cheaper mm-hmm. like you said mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now it seems Smaller to come. track, easier to maintain mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. i don't know how it is now it's still i definitely during the winter months it's a bigger draw but i think once it's summertime people want to burn nitro and, and e-buggy and all that type of stuff you there All buddy. Right. yeah I'm here you hear me okay yeah sorry I, it uh had some bandwidth issues there go ahead oh no worries I just I was just saying I think that uh I still think eight scale is king sorry yes My,
4: without a doubt it uh eight scale in 2000 um 2017 mm-hmm. exploded in Florida it was it was always around it never went away but it 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 exploded back in in 2017. Is when it yes. came back super strong.
0: Yes, because it was. I mean, like I think at the fastest, I probably still is one of the fastest 8 scale drivers is Justin Fails, mm-hmm. and um I saw he raced the other day or something. Yep. Yeah, he did. Yeah, race he, run, the other day.
4: Yep. he runs the uh, the series in Florida, the Florida RC Championships. He runs the series. Mm-hmm. i mean He's he a young man, so, right fast. He so is. fast.
0: So fast. So fast. But he needs to do school too.
4: Important. <laughs> important. He's in college as well. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. So like I said, you obviously enjoy the race calling. Did it take you a long time to develop your particular style? Because I do enjoy the way you call races. Mm -hmm. You make it exciting.
4: Yes. So no, actually, no, it didn't. So um, I was at a Super Cup in 2000. This was round one at uh, what is now Beachline. But at the time it was uh, Space Coast in 2013 i think it was and uh a guy was there again 300 entries all by himself trying to figure some things out we were running way way behind so i'm like hey i'm just going to go help him out you know so i went over to fred and started helping him uh this fred reap you know he's really big with j concepts and in and, and the monster trucks mm-hmm. and um i just started helping him i'm like dude I, I don't know what i'm doing but i'm going to help you you know so we can get this program moving along it's sunday and we're running way behind oh you lost i'm still power. here yeah we'll okay. just keep going
0: until we get it okay, comes back.
4: all right so yeah it uh um i just jumped in there and i picked up the mic and and it just came out I, I can't describe it it just happened i didn't know that i could talk that way and that fast and um it just happened it, it literally just happened
0: yeah I, I really enjoy i mean when i know we're talking in the dark right now just because you guys know my electricity just went off again <laughs> so if this cuts short her, it, it, it is going to cut short if it doesn't come yeah. back on. yeah um so, Lance, you've been doing RD for quite some time now. What is one of the most difficult things to get done as a race director for you?
4: Yep. So, uh, um, you know, I, I thought about I thought about this in 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 detail. You know, uh, for for just a moment here, and everybody, you know, something that I that I learned. Everybody wants rules. Everybody wants rules enforced until the rules are enforced upon them. Then they don't like it. They don't like the person that's doing the enforcing. Um, I, I That's something that I noticed. Everybody wants it and everybody wants organization. They want rules. They want guidelines. They want parameters. They want limits until something is enforced and affects them. When it affects them, it immediately becomes stupid, ignorant, um, can't believe you're doing that. You're singling me out. That guy just don't like me, you know, and when it deep down comes to it, well, damn, I did break that rule or I did do this or I did do that, you know, but, but, they'll, but nobody ever admits that. Nobody ever admits anymore that they did something wrong. Um, uh, Their, the integrity side of it sometimes gets lost in the heat of competition and the pressures to perform and do good
0: i would happen to i would have to agree with that um nobody like everybody likes rules when it but when it doesn't apply to them and mm-hmm. but i i think i think that we need we need i think we need more rules like you know what i mean i think we need a, a bit more rules in in some of the races sometimes but i get it and nobody and you know what at the end of the day that person when they're in the heat of the moment they're probably the pissed off anyway so when they mm-hmm. get him and maybe they see video of it or maybe they like someone said, no, you really did hit that guy. Like, Oh, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. then you come on and you realize it. And, but uh, it's, it's just, I think that's just part of being an RD. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to put up with some, some crap from some people. Oh, How about, yeah. wh- what is one of the things that you, that you enjoy it because you, you come back and you do it and, and, and you, you en- obviously enjoy it. Did you not hear me that now? I didn't, buddy. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. I wasn't sure if you had froze or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my question was, uh, what is one of the things that you enjoy about being an RD?
4: Oh, so, you know, uh, I, I, at first and foremost, I'm a race fan. I have always been around some form of racing my entire life from about six years old that I can really remember the very first time going to a track from the very first time I sat in a go-kart at seven years old and competitively raced. I've always watched any type of form of motorsports, whether it be NASCAR or AMA or drag racing NHRA. I've watched it all and I've done a lot of it, been involved. So first and foremost, I'm a huge race Mm -hmm. fan. And I tell people this all the time. Um, The best part about being a race director is the sportsman guy or the open guy that is in the D-Main that is battling for a bump spot. They are racing just as hard as a pro guy in A-Main number three for the world title. They are giving it everything that they have within their ability to win that lower main. And I love calling a lower main type battle between just some average Joe and the person that has never made an, an A main before, you know, for a bump from a B. You know, those those types of races. Oh man, I love those, those types. It's it's awesome to
0: watch. You know. And you're known for making that like every person that I heard, they say, Wow, Lance calls." I've heard that about you. It don't mm-hmm. matter if you're in the pro man or you're in the lower B man. if Lance is calling a race, he's gonna make you feel like mm-hmm. you a champion. And that that's good because I think that the RD role I think I honestly think that you should just be doing RD on itself. I mean, I'm not already announcing on itself. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't mm-hmm. have to make decisions, you shouldn't have to be watching the the, the mm-hmm. computer and all that type of stuff. Because mm-hmm. I think you can focus on what you're doing and just be better mm-hmm. at that. But I know obviously that this doesn't allow that. That's Ideally correct. Ideally, how many people would you think would to, do, to work with if you had to deal with I, I think it takes three people to do it to do.
4: Yeah, it. At, yeah, at, at big events, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just going to use P&B, for instance, mm-hmm. if if you wanted to do it correctly on on the direction side of it, you would have your your timekeeper is what mm-hmm. you would have, you know, for running the computer, keep an eye on, on transponders, mislaps, laps, that kind of stuff like that. You would have your announcer is, is what you would have. And then you would have a, a backup, you know, somebody to, to try to help manage and also watch what's going on. Like you a know, referee. Oh, that, yeah. That guy had a flame out and, it, and I heard it when he, when he went across the line, when they bring him in the pit, it counted as car, you know, kind of thing like that. But let's say for B, for instance, that you got three people. Well, as long as B is, now you've got six because you have to have two shifts of it. Mm. You know, it ain't just three people. You got to have double that or a race, you know, that, that runs 12, 14 hours every day. You really have to have double that people. You got to have six. Well, there aren't really six people in this industry that can and you that. all, yeah, you all have to be the same, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's. It'd be really tough to find that kind of stuff. You know, there are so many things that that are kind of backwards and upside down, in uh, in RC. But at the same time, there aren't enough bodies mm-hmm. to perform the tasks that need to be done, especially at larger events for multiple people. Um, you know, and you have to rest.
0: I mean, you can, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you get through a 14 hour day yeah. of race calling? Like what do you have? Do you have like a special concoction or something that keeps your voice? Yeah. Good so, how does that work?
4: So I, and I'll go back to PB. Um, uh, this was my first year back at PB after two years, three years. And, um, um, I, I lost my voice on, on mains day right around about two three o'clock I called a lot of races at the beginning of the mains for the lower races and about two three o'clock it was it was about done um as far as what I do I try to I try to use a throat lozenger or a butterscotch or something like that to try to to help keep my my vocal cords from uh, drying out um, that, that seems to help. I try to, I try to lay off the sodas as much as possible. because sodas will affect you or stuff that's high in caffeine, but also at the same time, I will open up a monster and I'll have that monster all day long. I don't just, I don't just chug it, but I'll sip on a monster all day long to give me the, the energy to be able to stay awake. Uh, I think for pB I think I have slept, uh,
0: seven hours in three days, um, at pB <laughs> No, thank um, you. hey Mm -hmm. i always say to people that's a race i like to go to but i do not like to race it i would not want to race it um (laughs) all right um let's let's talk about rough driving and penalties because you're pretty Mm -hmm. you're pretty lenient and Mm -hmm. i like that because you let people rub and and Mm -hmm. race and and what brings me to what brings most recently let's talk about the southern Nats pass Mm -hmm. where mason fuller pulled off an absolutely beautiful pass on ryan mayfield on the last corner of the race and it caused some, it caused a big kerfunkle, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. I got involved in that but you watched, you was right there, you had it, you called the Mm -hmm. race and I heard you, I watched Mason come and I was like, this guy's gonna overtake Mayfield like, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I mean, you had to see the same thing Mm -hmm. and you was good with it and everybody was Mm -hmm. making all this noise and we broke it down, and all this type of stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm still good with it. All right, so Mm -hmm. is that, let's go, what do you consider that, a racing incident, Robin's racing?
4: Yes, so you, if you watch, if you watch it in real time, and you listen to what I say, so I have to make a decision off of what happens in base. basically a two and a half second um, incident on the track. So mm-hmm. when Mayfield was coming into the corner, and again, you can listen to it on on the video when when Mayfield was coming into the corner. Every lap, even prior, I had made mention of this in in the live feed. He was checking up to avoid a hole that was that our blowout section that was on the track that was heavily disrupting his car. So Mm -hmm. this same thing that he was driving to the inside of between the pipe and and where the hole was, he had earlier hit in the Truggy main Mm. and put him all the way into pit lane. So he knew that hole was there because there was so much load on the left hand side of the car and it disrupted the car so much and the truck so much that it caused him to wreck all the way into pit lane. So he knew wow. this. So when he was coming in, he was checking up, but on that last lap, and again, I even said it on the live feed, he checked up more than what he normally did in the lap prior. Okay. Now, Mason, young kid, you know, had had a lot of balls, man. I mean, he went for it. He knew that was the only way he was going to win that race. When Mayfield checked up, uh, Mason was right there to take advantage and he stuck that thing to the inside and man, he 100% left that door open in that, in that race and Mason and Mason put the car, put the car there. Um,
1: Perfectly, you know, perfectly,
4: perfectly, perfectly. <laughs> he would never, ever do that again. That perfectly, ever in in a in hundred tries, he would never get it that right. I um,
0: we had Tebow on after that, and he told us he said I watched it, and he says I wouldn't have done that, I couldn't have pulled yeah. that off, and he says more power to him, and he explained that uh, you know how Mason has become. He used to hit people a lot, and now he's becoming mm-hmm. a, a much better mm-hmm. driver. And I was talking to uh, Mason's old man and all that type of stuff. He was a bit upset because people—not upset, but just—we mm-hmm. do this too. We do, we we mm-hmm. do get on young kids and all that stuff. And he, and yeah. I think it's great. I think it's. We always say, "What does JQ say? Don't be a don't be a, don't be a yeah. be a champ. Don't be a fanboy. Be a champion, right? Yeah. Well, that's well, what it means to me.
4: This is this is racing, not follow the leader.
0: Exactly. If you and
4: if all you want to do is follow the leader, you are never going to you are never going to be that Cavalary Tebow mayfield you will never be that Finn. you will never be that person if all you ever do is follow the person in front of you
0: exactly and if we go back to the b main of e buggy we saw mm-hmm. the brandon road and who was it? brandon road and uh joey bourdon mm-hmm. and that was a complete different incident you know it was and you mm-hmm. can tell and if that if mason would have done that obviously mm-hmm. that would have been wrong but he he i I think even Mayfield probably after the at the end when he saw can he calmed on and saw some video he might have been like yeah all right he got me I left the door open yeah all right um so we have uh, I know I kind of want to talk about uh raw and all that type of stuff but we're going to do that later I kind of want to I really want to touch on AMS mm-hmm. because I know you're going to be uh I know you was involved with this and you're going to be the guy calling this kudos today for trying something new I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say something new, but definitely something new for him and Mm -hmm. and which is used to the big entry races he's trying to cap Mm -hmm. race. I know Joseph was also involved. I was shocked when I found out that to be honest. Um, but that's great because people we should work together to make things Mm -hmm. better at the at the end of the day. So I would like you, you have I want you to fully explain, like explain. I'm an idiot. So explain to me how this how the schedule how the racing is gonna work and the one thing Mm -hmm. i always like to tell people is track time quality Mm -hmm. track time Mm -hmm. like um because yes we know that race time always has open practice which which Mm -hmm. is fine i'm cool Mm -hmm. with that i also like proper practice but you know that's one of the things that race time has and it's going to be Mm -hmm. different for a lot of people Mm -hmm. but i think that's quality practice does that make sense
4: it does so uh you know, I'm going to touch on that. The, as far as my personal, I'm not a fan of the control practice in this okay. way, um, because there are people that do need a little bit more track time to mm-hmm. be able to familiarize themselves. And there are, I don't know for a fact, there are people that are not coming mm-hmm. because they, they don't like the control. I don't want just two practice sessions or three practice sessions. I want my, you know, I want my full practice. Um, so, I got it you know every teach their own everybody I likes get that their too stuff. Yeah, I 100% to get own. it but this race um Dave really wanted to he's doing something very outside of the box from what he has always done um there have been a lot of people for years and years and years that have screamed to the high heavens that they despise these high entry races
0: so he I don't despise co- them. Sorry, just let me yeah. get that straight. I put my hand up. Sorry. So just be beautiful. <laughs> I put my hand up. I don't despise them. I think there's I think there's room for both. We I understand why we need high entry races, yep. mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so
4: he he is doing from the moment your car hits the track, you will have the exact same amount of time as everybody else leading up to Main's Day. Um, there will be no person that will have more time on the track um then what your your entry paid for so uh as far as qualifying goes um there's still the the three rounds of qualifying or excuse me for the practice uh, you'll get you get two practice sessions um uh, per entry um then there's a seating round that will take place um there'll be three rounds of qualifying at five minutes now the qualifying is going to be a little bit different Um, There were some other things that we wanted to do, but due to timing and scoring restraints, it's the best three consecutive laps combined of two rounds. So your Mm. best three consecutive laps, say round one combined with round three is what will actually seed you into the main or actually I should say Super Bowl is really what I should say. Um, so that is very different. I kind of do something similar to that here in Florida. Um, I was shocked that Dave kind of really went that way, um, being on the bigger event. But you know what? I personally, when I did it here in my own series, I didn't like it. But the racers spoke, and mm-hmm. they love it. They uh, There are very few people that complain they love the best
0: three laps. And so the reason it doesn't point. have to be sorry, just for my clarification, it's not three laps in a row, it's just three laps overall. No, best three okay. consecutive laps
4: okay. per round. Oh so, per round. Yeah, okay, I missed per that. round. Per round. Yeah. So so let's say your best three consecutive laps are lap four, five, and six of round one. And then your best three consecutive laps are two, three, and four of round two, you know, and those were your two best times, they'll be combined, and that's what seeds you into the main. Okay. Um so it's a little bit different, but here's, here's something that, that, that I learned from, from my own series. And, and one of the reasons why I tried it, if you have problems getting your car started to start the race, so what you start a minute late, no big deal. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you run your first lap and you're like, oh my God, this car sucks. Um, I want a little bit more ride height in the rear, a little less right height mm. in the rear, more in the front. Come on in, make a, make a change. You want to change your tires, come in change your tires, go back out there, run your laps. Your car flames out. Eh, no big deal. I still got plenty of time on the clock. I'm going to run my 3 laps. You actually you actually can have your problems and issues, make your changes, all that kind of stuff and still get your best three consecutive laps in. in I never
0: time. even thought of that. Thought of it that way. It takes I some of the pressure
4: off. It takes some of the pressure off in that aspect and it also it also will make a person so I just had two clean laps. You know, I, I just I just ran two good clean laps. I felt really good about them. They're going to push that third lap a little bit harder. It's pushing the racer to the point to where they're going to drive to their maximum ability to keep them from uh, or to turn their best lap. Um, they'll also be a little bit more cognizant of turning into the corners too quick, going a little too wide in the corners, things like that. It's all about maintaining that line. Now, there are some racers and there are some people that also say, well, that guy just drove right through me. Well, buddy, it doesn't matter whether it's the best three consecutive laps or a five-minute run. That happens mm-hmm. no matter what. That mm-hmm. hasn't changed one bit whatsoever. You know, people people always, when they're racing their own clock and somebody gets in front of them, it ain't try to drive around them. Uh, people just drive through them, which that's a whole other story. So. mm mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, that's how qualifying so there, works. So there's three rounds of that on Correct. Friday, <clears throat> Thursday. <clears throat> start, starts Thursday, uh,
4: Thursday. We have <clears throat> no. It starts you know Thursday. know not I, I, I apologize. I, I don't. I don't have the schedule in front of me, and I even made the schedule up, and it's been so long ago, I forgot what it is. <laughs> no, it starts so, Thursday.
0: Practice starts Thursday. I think qualifying right. is on Friday.
4: Qualifying quali- 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 is on Friday. Yes. Yeah. And we then, have the, the super pole. Uh,
0: yeah. Yes, that's correct. is on Thursday, yes, or Friday, and then Super Bowl Saturday morning, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. So everybody mm-hmm. gets ten minutes to.
4: It, yep, everything will be broke down in in heat. So uh, it'll be. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, and I, you know, I really should pull it up.
0: Yeah, um, no, problem. pull it up. So yeah, so we can get it right.
4: One second here. Yep. So Saturday morning um is super Bowl, So you'll you'll have your they'll be broke down into groups, A, B, and C groups, very similar to Mains, but it's it's broke down in groups. And the uh, the winner of the Super Bowl will advance to the next ma- or to the next group automatically. So he'll mm-hmm. he'll get the bump up into so if let's say he qualified in the C main, he then gets to go to the B main. Okay. Um, and that order for say the C group will get to re uh, it'll be reordered for the mains. Gotcha. Um, so uh one through fifteen, first place winner automatically goes to the B. Two through fifteen, whatever that finishing order, that's how they'll line up for the double A mains.
0: Okay. So and that's another thing. You guys are gonna have
4: uh mm-hmm.
0: double A mains for electrics, which is mm-hmm. great triple mm-hmm. a mains for all a mains 30 a minute main. mm-hmm. lower mains for nitro mm-hmm. and 45 minute yeah i think people 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 like i i honestly think people by sunday are going to be tired of racing 100 percent.
4: there there will be people that will say something along these lines i was tired of being on the track
0: i think i i saw this at rcgp on the saturday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how yep, and, yep. And people like, I got one more round to go. I just want to go home mm-hmm. and, and chill. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you got one yeah. more round to go, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So really, people are gonna get. I I was telling people like, you know, okay. I, well, I usually run three classes at this. I was like, look, man, just run two, run mm-hmm. two, and I guarantee you, you'll 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 feel fulfilled. I say, run mm-hmm. e buggy and 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 nitro buggy, or run mm-hmm. e truggy and nitro truggy. You know what i mean or something like that mm-hmm. or whatever you want to do whatever company if you want to run three or four or whatever you can do whatever too mm-hmm. but i i give i give dave lots of credit this is this is very ballsy very out of mm-hmm. his element now we i know dave gets a little upset at us sometimes because we do give him some crap but he also he does things differently like he got he got badass trophies mm-hmm. <clears throat> he takes pride in his product mm-hmm. you know even though I'm, <clears throat> I'm not into the monsters and all the stuff that's his thing i I'm cool with that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I really applaud him for doing this. I really do. And um, hopefully it works so I can, we can yeah. do it next year. Cause I would like to come to this race next year. And I think it's, I, I think AMS puts the cherry on top of what's been a damn good season of eight scale racing in America, mm-hmm. uh, if yeah. you really look at it. And probably one of the best seasons we've had in, in many years. <clears throat> And I think it all comes to, to a point cause you're going to have all those guys there and it's going to come to one final race in November, kind of how it should be mm-hmm. like other motorsports. And I I'm looking forward to it. Um, if, what would you say to maybe somebody that is on the fence at the moment about AMS to tell them to come and try it out?
4: <clears throat> yeah. So with the limited amount of entries that are going to be there you know it's not as diluted and and I sh- maybe I shouldn't use the word diluted but um it, it's not it's not going to be as uh, it's going to be yeah, more diluted. of an experience yeah, yeah. Yes, it, it will be it, it will be more of a personalized experience mm-hmm. so you will have more access to as as a sportsman racer that that has come to those events before every time you walk by a jc tent there's always people standing there mm-hmm. you know where where mayfield's at or go by a tlr uh tent there, there's always people standing there you will have more access to the pros and there'll be more personable one-on-one because there will be half of the people there that are normally there and people don't realize how how much they're going to be able to be on the track the quality of, of the event itself. Okay. Well, I know that I'm up at this time. I'm going to go eat, bu- eat dinner with my buddies, which mm-hmm. is something that JQ has brought up for years and years and years to me. And I understand, um, you know, where, where he was coming from, but the quality of the event will be extremely organized where, Hey, uh, Ryan, you know, you know what, you're not up for a couple hours. Do you mind just running down? Let's go get a hamburger. Can I talk to you for a while? Can I buy you lunch or something like that? The average racer will have those experiences, you know, with Jason or Paul or, uh, uh, you know, with with anybody with Dakota or or anyone, you know, with Mm -hmm. Jared and and Joe, you know, they'll be able to have that kind of stuff. Uh, That was something that I was able to take advantage of at Bring the Heat when my son raced and we were able to take the Drake's, you know, out to dinner one night because Mm -hmm. it was it was controlled and it wasn't a huge, long 14, 18 hour day where there was no time for any of that kind of stuff. It yeah. makes it much more
0: personable, you know. I would 100% agree there. Um, getting out of, get starting at a decent hour, getting out at a decent hour. You get to, yeah. oh, I'm not up for a couple hours. I can go over here and talk crap to this yep. person for a yeah. couple hours or just yep. have a couple of beers or whatever. And I think, I think people are going to yeah. enjoy that. And and I, I honestly think we'll see it again next year. Like I said, we got, we got the, we have what, five race time events? Yeah. So you have the. Yep. The three all out entry ones and you have Southern Nats, Mm -hmm. which is capped, Mm -hmm. capped higher than this, but, and then you have the AMS race. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: So, so, uh, you know, real quick, I just want to touch on something for Southern Nats. Um, Southern Nats is, is a capped entry race. This year we, we dealt with a hurricane two weeks prior to the event. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of people that reached out to Dave and they were a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people complaining after them. Well, I thought this was a cap race, cap race. So. People reached out to Dave and say, Look, man, I just went through this hurricane. there's no way I can come. Can can I get a refund kind of thing? And and Dave gave him their money back. He understands he's not a cold hearted person. He understands that 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 mm-hmm. racing is secondary and our lives are primary. So he gave out a lot of refunds and he opened registration back up in hopes that that it would fill to the point to be able to pay the bills. There were a lot of people that reached out and like, hey, can I just pay at the track? Can I, you know, can I do this? And he's like, Yeah, sure, 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 sure. <clears throat> But you know, when people aren't aren't registered and prepaid online, you're like, oh my god, what if those people don't show up? Well, mm-hmm. they did show up, and they showed up in droves. You know, they were like, oh my god, and then they flooded us in, and 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 the entry count did it. it did get a little bit out of control at uh, at Southern Nets, and and I, and I don't know why people harp on hey, Dave, you know, for that
0: kind of stuff. It's the second one you know, they've done, right?
4: Yeah, it's the second it was, one, but know, we dealt with a hurricane two weeks prior, and in and, and Dave was he was doing a a personable thing you know on that and and i just wanted to put that out there it, it he understands that it's a captain entry race and we know that it did get out of control we understand
0: i would say know. that this is probably also probably the one of the more expensive races for dave too logistically wise because it's kind of far away from everybody i mean you're pretty much uh, in
4: texas i i spent five hundred dollars and actually six hundred dollars in fuel yeah exactly My, just me myself i spent six hundred dollars in fuel to get there and back So uh, I can only imagine what it's like for him to have to pull all of that equipment and then go back and get the rest of it and come back again. (laughs) It's, it's, it's a lot, you know? Um, And it's about the same hour long hours, long drive for him as it is for me. He's just a little Mm -hmm. bit North of me, but when you're, when you're going out West, it's still about the same. And.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, that's like, honestly, maybe an hour away from the Texas border.
4: So Yeah, it ain't far. <clears throat> it's it not far, far at ahead. all.
0: All right. Um, let's talk about uh where well, let's talk about South Side because you mm-hmm. says it's not been it's not been nothing but because of rain, it hasn't nothing's happened there since mm-hmm. May. Uh I attended my first nationals at South Side. I enjoyed myself probably too much the first night. Um <laughs> but I paid for it the next day. It was extreme. Uh the one thing oh, i man, had it's say, so hot. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hot, her. I thought it was oh, hot, her. Man, when I got to there, like central Florida, like there was no ocean, her, no ocean. Right. Her. I was like, This is hot, it's hot. hot. Um, There's no wind, it's hot, no wind. It was seriously, people, it was like 100 degrees every. It was mm-hmm. 100 degrees and it was super humid. But what I what impressed me was the adversity that you and your team came first. There was drama leading up to it, obviously. Let's be let's talk about that. I don't know if you st- i don't know if you're cool with bobby now or if you're cool with jeff but i remember when that all went on mm-hmm. uh with the lupus live stuff and mm-hmm. the track and all that stuff i remember you getting so angry at them guys um mm-hmm. so that was that then you didn't the the you had joey to come do the layout but uh, you couldn't really get because of the weather you couldn't even get him to do the layout properly mm-hmm. uh, so i don't know if you guys had the actual layout that you wanted but it was good it was good for what it was i think it worked out mm-hmm. great yeah um Lots of adverse, uh, ad, like ad, you, you came. i went through a lot of adversity, and then raining through the actual event. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like tarping that thing, and then <laughs> I think you got a tarp from um. No, yeah, you, you got to tarp it, and then you had to drag that tarp. I watch you guys. So I was like, yeah. these guys are busting their asses to put on yep. this race, and I hope. <clears throat> It was a good race it was a great race at the end of the day we we, tied Tasman one i enjoyed myself Mm -hmm. and i and i give you guys enough credit a lot of credit for that Mm -hmm. now since then we've kind of had some conversations and stuff like that what did you learn from that race and um excuse me dealing with raw
4: yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you about a very specific thing that, that happened, um, at, you know, with it roar, roar is the one that, that makes, makes the majority of the money. Okay. They also will then dictate to you. They want you to put the flyer together. They want you to put the, the schedule together. They want you to do all of this stuff, you know, but it's their event. Mm -hmm. You know, they want you to do everything for them. They want to keep all the money, the majority of the money, Mm -hmm. but they want you to do 100% of the work, especially not just the track work, but they also want to do you to, to, to do the organizational work as well, leading up to the event. And I was really, really shocked at that. I'm like, so we got to do the race flyer. We got to do the race schedule. Mm -hmm. We got to, we got to give out the gifts. You know, we got a banquet. You, you know, we got all this stuff that we got to do, but you're going to get all the money
3: mm-hmm.
4: and we're, we're just going to get small little slices of the pie. And then this is also, I, and I, I don't know what it's like now. And I, I'll be honest with you. I don't care to know what it's like, if it's still this way or not. I hope it's not. There was bickering at the time between roar and live RC about, about I what can that. and cannot, what can and cannot be done, you know? And after you learn, you're, you're in the middle of it and you learn, what's going on as far as what it takes from the live RC side, Mm -hmm. but then roar wants to dictate what can and cannot be done. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. You want me to do all of the work. You want me to spend all the money. You want me to collect the money to be able to put this part of it on, but then you want to dictate to me how it needs to be done and allow other people to, to do Facebook lives or Periscope at That time was periscopes or whatever, you know, they wanted to do. And I understood that, you know, there was rights and things like that of how little the industry is mm-hmm. and then how little effort the sanctioning body put, put work into it. I'm like, mm-hmm. Man, that's you know, it's not kind of wonderful. You think about it, you know, does, does NASCAR go to, <clears throat> you know, Atlanta motor speedway and say, Hey, we want you to do everything, but we're going to keep all the ticket sales. And we're going to keep all the TV money. We're just going to give you, you know, Mm -hmm. fifteen percent of it. Nah, it doesn't work that way, you know.
0: I I know how it's broken down too. I know mm -hmm. how it's broken down, and I can Mm -hmm. I I understand. It's actually on the track. Okay, so the track can make has to do all the flyers. They have to do the shirts. Mm -hmm. They have to do the organization. Mm -hmm. Everything do the track. Everything. Mm -hmm. Raw shows up with their weights and their scales Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and their oversized shirts. And they, they come and they do their job. Well, do their job. And they I think it was at a hundred, you have to get you have to get at least 196 entries before you start seeing the percentage of the mm-hmm. entrance money. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. You That's get fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> you don't make okay, you can make money off yeah. the sponsors and you yeah. can make money off the t-shirt sales yeah. and, and that type of stuff. But you yeah. guys but you guys did pamphlets, which I thought mm-hmm. was frick. I still have mine. I mm-hmm. love it. You know mm-hmm. i thought you did not in, you didn't do it just for the pro guys you did it for no all, we did for everybody every yes, single everybody. person that showed up yep i got um everybody. you had i still have it i have it well i i had you had raw you, uh, you got a cur package you got a mm-hmm. you got a a thing like a, a yep thing to keep you cool like yep. a did you put an ice I, and you I, kept yeah, it there
4: yep 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 like a squeegee type thing that yep. went or not squeegee a, a sponge that went around
0: your neck mm-hmm. to help keep you cool mm-hmm. you got a big tumbler with the roar mm-hmm. nationals and all that stuff mm-hmm. put on it um you got a shirt you Which got, we, well it was also personalized so if you paid
4: for an entry your cup had your name on it
0: see i didn't pay i didn't entries but yep. i just i bought a cup yep. At yep. there if you were um,
4: if you were a racer paid entry it, it it had your name on it i'm
0: like a yeti i'm not talking about a cheap yeah. tumbler yeah. i'm talking about yeah, a the, real like the forty-four ounce yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what you got as an entry into that mm-hmm. race, and the pamphlet alone—I know that cost you guys a lot of money because it was all color. It yeah. looked great, you know yeah. what I mean. It looked like you would you get something at a real race. I love yeah. that. I love that. I'm, I've, I, love pamphlets and all that stuff. So I get it, man. I and you did all that work, and then and then raw like, you guys out there busting your ass, sweeping all that water off, dealing with all the dumb stuff, and you guys did it and you pulled it mm-hmm. off. And it's unfortunate that. You come out of races where you put in all that work and you do such good things that you and now you you kind of don't want anything to do with them and mm. it's a shame it really is a shame because this is the this is the this is the federation of of the usa and we should want to have these races and all this type mm-hmm. of stuff it's just it's just i i kind of knew why you guys how if not that i knew how their money was split up i was like man i wonder if them guys made any money at that race you know what i mean
4: yeah well, so we, it's difficult. It, it, we didn't go into the mindset of making any money whatsoever. Um, we just went in with the mindset of being able to put on the best nationals that we could put on um, and not lose money. You know, the mm-hmm. the Jumbotron that we had, uh, that thing was $10,000 for that Jumbotron. <laughs> Um, you know, we, we, we worked out deals with our county. We have a, a tourist development council that mm. also helps fund that park and and we explained to them, you know, what is going to be going on and the financial reach that there is and different things like that. Um, and You know, they, they, we were fortunate enough, they gave us a lot of money to help pay for that. That's what helped pay for those pamphlets and Mm -hmm. paid for the, uh, for the live RC uh, uh, crew and paid for the, um, the big jumbotron and stuff like that. It was money that we went outside of the RC industry Mm -hmm. and, and collected, you know, um, there, there were, there were a lot of people that noticed on our banners and on our backdrops, the Chevron logo, you know, we went to our local Chevron distributor and they gave us money. So we went outside as much as we could to the RC or outside of the RC RC industry to try to help fund this event. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of expense, you know, the tarps were seven grand that, that went over there. There were two of them. There were $3,500 a piece, Um, we, we had to get some that were thick enough that would be able to withstand the weight that would not seep any water, but they had to be big enough where they were not seen together, where they would leak water into the track because you don't want to have a big wet spot and a big dry spot right beside it. Mm -hmm. So there, there was a lot that went into that. Then the winch system that we used to help pick the, the tarps up to, for, for watershed water flow. So we could get in there with pumps in the middle and then pump it out. So we didn't have a bunch of water to deal with. There was a lot of thought process that went into the whole thing to make sure that it it, it went off. Um, I'll never understand why on earth they have their most biggest and premier events. They have the, the tent scale, um, Nationals ENATS or electric um, in August, and they had the fuel Nats in June. Why? Let's let's have our two biggest races at the hottest and most rainiest times of the year. I'll never get it.
0: I actually I actually heard that it might be moved this year. It might be earlier this year. That's what I'm. Well, next year. Sorry. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I yeah
0: I, it sounds like a two a, a, a sore spot. Obviously, Raw isn't too happy with me, but I I I, I think we need it. We need it we we need federations and all mm-hmm. that stuff and as a man who who does rd and does rules and has been through a roar race and all that stuff i have to ask you this do we how do we fix roar or do we scrap it all together and start all over
4: okay i think roar needs to need, needs to relook you know you r- Roar is still very similar to whenever it was founded in the 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. Whenever it was in its infancy and it was being made and produced, it is still basically the exact same. But the whole world has changed completely, totally, 100 percent around it. Um, And they never really adapted. But if they did adapt, it was so slow to Mm -hmm. move along with it. You know, I I got involved with Roar back in 2015-ish, and it's still the exact same it is today. You know, here we are five, six, seven years later, and there's nothing that has changed. It's still the exact same as it was even back then. And the industry as a whole has changed drastically from sponsorship size, from the, the type of cars that we're driving, the advancements that are made in in um, in cars and development and things like that. But we're still working with the same rules packages that it's either, it's either show and go home, be dequeued, or something along those lines. You know, there's, there's many, many things. I wish that that roar.
0: Let me ask you, you something know. as a person that was involved with them. Mm-hmm. Did you like, I would assume, because I always say you run into that old guard, you know, that old guard mm-hmm. who don't want to let go. They have that power. Mm-hmm. They don't want to let go. I'm sure there's people like raw that think like, well, that were involved in raw that think like you and just get like, like they just run out of like they just can't like every time they try to do something they get stern walled because people Mm -hmm. just want to hold on to that power Mm -hmm. i think for me the only way to fix raw is to get everybody out every i think there's people that are good that should stay mm -hmm. but i think we should get people out get new people in that have some experience people like you you know what i mean i keep i I think you would be good at it i think you'd be good at it my time so. but i think you'd be good at it but i think it'd be, if we had different if you had different people involved that had the i think you need to approach it like you would like have a group of people that are on the, have the same way, on the same wavelength as you or as mm-hmm. you all have the same exact goals and that's to progress rc forward bring it mm-hmm. you know and, and because i think desperately we need rules and regulations in racing <clears throat> in fact mm-hmm. we had a conversation about this before you came on her and I just, I just, I think I just people just get in there and they have good intentions, and then they just get sternwalled and they get fed up. I mean, even me, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm been beating the raw horse for six months now. Everybody's mm. forgot about the nationals, even though I think the right call was made at the nationals. You know what mm. I mean? Even though, but at least, like, I would want raw to do the test on the tanks and see if that was if that's true. If it's true, it's not even their fault because they've been just okay, doing so it how this must have been doing it.
4: I'm glad you brought brought that part of it up because uh you know I, I told you that i had many ideas and things that i, I would like to see implemented mm-hmm. in in the roar why why do we have why are the majority of the rules break a rule automatically dq so let's let, let's let's bring cole's situation up mm-hmm. okay cole cole did not receive a competitive advantage from it however he did break a rule. Mm-hmm. So why did that rule result in a 100%? All right, you're out. You're done. See you later. Go home. Why is that? Why does that the not? Rules. Th- right. But why does that rule? Okay. We don't have a competitive advantage. So you are going to begin with a one lap penalty or in the results of this race, we're going to give you a one position uh, loss. I would prefer Why that. does it have? Why does it have to be a DQ? Why was the man just shunned out of the race? Because here he did not receive a single competitive advantage from it. He still made his pit stops at the normal 7-8 minutes. He was not running for 11-12 minutes. You know, he did not he did not receive a competitive advantage. So why is there okay, all right. You won you won your your semi. And I'm just going to just use this as reference. You mm-hmm. won your semi, so instead of starting, you know, now second or third or whatever it would have been, you're going to start one position back. You're going to we're going to move you back one position, or we're going to dock you um, so many seconds. You're going to begin one lap down, or you're going to go to the back of the pack mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. next main. Why is that? Why? Why is it just oh go home? The same thing happened with Ryan Lutz whenever the tire wear when mm-hmm. he was cutting it too close. Why is it just, oh, you're out, you're done, sorry, go home? Why is that? Why is there not some sort of thought put into the rules package? We are here to compete to a Mm -hmm. point, but at the same time, things do happen in circumstances that are outside of racers control. Look, I was one of the ones that thought when Jared Tebow's transponder quit working, and I still believe this to the day, well, why is he being hand counted? Because it is in the rule book. Now you're sticking to the damn fuel thing like it's oh my god. But the, it clearly states in the rule book that it's the respect racer's responsibility. If his transponder quits, then you don't get counted. But they sat there and hand counted them. Why they did they did. make that adjustment then? Why did why why uh, is you bring it? Up okay, very well, good let's points. make a decision. Let's 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 break and change the rules over here but let's just send the man home that is having the absolute best run of his life on that weekend for Cole. Oh, just pack your shit and go home. And I, excuse my language, but that's, that's basically that's the fine. way it was. That's he received
0: fine. No, no competitive advantage from it remember you know. that same Sorry, race I, I, that I just you know no but it's i never even looked at it like that because they remember when he at the 27th the same nationals that tebow got hand counted cool missed term term mm-hmm. in the morning because his his his, his volunteer mm-hmm. didn't show up they docked mm-hmm. he, he started a lap down mm-hmm. unlapped himself mm-hmm. and still made it to the mm-hmm. main so yeah, basically yeah. there has to be there, like there. i would agree with that like all right you didn't you got you there was no look there was no i personally this is how i look at it i look at it like this i think Cole forgot about it you know what i mean and it happened mm-hmm. i think the testaments were on the very edge like they always are because you know they they are very on the edge mm-hmm. and the heat mm-hmm. and all that stuff got them and they were probably counting hoping they would shrink back but mm-hmm. we're talking about very minute everybody was was looking for runtime that race don't get me wrong yeah but that yeah. did, they didn't win that race because of that. You know no, what I mean?
4: Exactly right. They they won the race because they had better skill that weekend with a better setup with a better car. Plain yeah. and simple, it, it it wasn't because they had an advantage over somebody else. They did not. They did not run two minutes longer than everybody else and receive one less pit stop. You know that that to me, this is that is where in the rule book on certain things needs to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there were a lot of things on that aspect that was just absolutely wrong. You know, I, I, I truly, I really, really did. I sat here and I was like, I can't believe they're going to disqualify Cole because I was watching on TV or actually watching on my computer, just like I best. I can't believe they're going to disqualify him over that. And, and I immediately thought of him like, why is he not just given a, a, okay, you're going to start at the back of the pack. You're going to, you know, whatever, you know, the, do something different but don't just send the man home my god this is how he makes his damn
0: living you
4: know what what (laughs) and we we as fans got
0: robbed from watching him and and ty tasman who who i think were the two guys that had anything for for ryan mayfield at this race we didn't get to see them run so as fans we got robbed of that too but that you bring up good points and all that can be looked at and 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 that all has to be looked at and bought into this century like you know what i mean you could give the, like i never i i never even see you brought up some good points because i didn't think of it that way you gave the man a one lap penalty for not having a turn marshal in his semis mm-hmm. four years ago five years ago right mm-hmm. what it, it just mm-hmm. put him put him at the back and put him a lap down at least he still mm-hmm. gets to race mm-hmm. it yeah and and yeah. and you know if he's good enough he'll unlap himself Yep. So, we we yeah. definitely got robbed, and that's a great way to look at it. And but that's that's it stuck in that archaic thinking back forty years ago when mm-hmm. when it was just like this, and and that goes for IFMAR too. IFMAR needs to evaluate those rules and look at that for for things too. Like yeah, what yep. what, what
4: was it with the uh, help me out um, with IFMAR with the wings several years ago. Wasn't it the 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 wing the wing thing? You know because well, we had it at Roar too.
0: The, yeah, the side dams was, are just a touch too. Side, little, yeah. Little. Oh come. On. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, my, that's a no no. You know.
4: Yeah. That's
0: a no. That happened. So, at, if, it, it happened yeah, at the Nationals if, too. If, at your Nationals. Yeah. Well, if Mar if Mar has
4: has one set of rules and then and then Roar has has another set of rules. Well, you have your world governing body and then you have your national governing body that had two separate sets of rules. How the hell is that fair to anybody or the manufacturers? Nobody. How, how much
0: more confusing can you make it? You know, and, it, and it's just a little piece of a wing. Like, come on, I know. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> it was literally that much of a wing. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 crazy. Like, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I never looked at it from that side. And you're right. You are right about the t I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, hold on, the mm-hmm. rules say this, but they mm-hmm. made an exception. Was it the right yeah. thing? Yeah, I hey, he won it, he won that race. Yeah, Ryan Lutz may not think so, yeah, because Ryan Lutz was right behind him, mm-hmm. and it, and by the rules, he should have won, but they made that mm-hmm. exception. So mm-hmm. it has to be some leeway, it has to. Mm-hmm. But I think, mm-hmm. man, Roar was just under so much pressure. Oh, yeah, my it was they wanted well, so much pressure they, that they're,
4: day, you know. Roar, Roar themselves, there needs to be a true race committee, you know that is what they do full time, you know, that, and, and, and they don't have enough Four people is not enough for that, for that type of event. They really need to have Mm -hmm. between six and eight people and they, and that's what their job needs to be just for race. Then they need to have the actual administrative side of it. And again, that needs to be four and five people. Then they also need to have a product approval side of it. As far as, um, as far as uh, motors and uh, stuff bodies like that. and motors and batteries yeah. and things like that. And I got, and I got, and I've got some good ideas. I'd like to share with you if you want to hear, hear about that side of it. So sure. have you ever actually looked at the battery and ESC and rule book when it comes to motors and all that? Have you ever seen how many products there are on that? I don't even know if I want to see that. Is it that big? When I tell you it is thousands, thousands of product. Okay. So, I'm going to touch on, on just, I'm going to, I'm just going to say electric motors. Okay. Just for right now. All right. When a new, when a manufacturer is developing a new electric motor, um, I I'm 99.9% sure right now they have to be a member of ROR to be able to be on the product approval list mm-hmm. that product. Okay. Especially on the 10th scale side of it, because that's where a lot of the controversy comes in at, you know, because everybody's looking for every little pet of hour mm-hmm. they can get, They need to submit, let's say, we will only accept new product approvals in the odd years. So you need to submit your motors in the even even years so we can review those to be able to be approved in the odd year. So, And I'm just going to use this for reference. So 2022 is coming up. Trinity needs to submit all of their motors that they want for roar approval in 2022 to be placed on the 2023 list. Okay, And then once they submit those motors over, those are their approvals up until the next year of submission, which would take place in 2024. Those motors would be on the market for a full year. Secondly, the motors that were approved for use in 2021 will then fall off in 2025. That's four years. They would no longer be on the raw approval list. It keeps the list from being diluted. Mm-hmm. And keeps it fresh with new product because let's face it, if you're in the tent scale business and you're competitively racing on that type of level, you're not using a four-year-old motor. No. There is no reason for a motor to be on there that has been there since 2007, has not been produced, and you can't find one in a box <laughs> nowhere, but it's still on the raw approval list. So you can only submit motors in the odd years. They stay on there for one full year. Then you submit the next one. So you get two full uses out of that developed motor. Yes, it will slow down innovation a little bit, but here's the big thing. It could, it helps control the cost Mm -hmm. on the stock side a little bit, and it allows that development of that motor to process some returns in profits instead of being
0: obsolete six months from now. Yeah. I'm off. Yeah, we definitely need stuff like that. Especially with stock racing being as yes. expensive as it is. And like, as much as Joey is going to hate me to say this, techno- technology advancing, more advanced mm-hmm. than stock. Okay, Joey? Mm-hmm. Okay? Pink <laughs> Pinion Crusader? Um. Yeah. It, it, see, that's why we need people like you. See? See? No, that's no, why no. we need people like you. No, no. I hope it, we need to fix it though. I mean, we just need to basically fix it so we got a fundamental uh, foundation in RC again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not complicated and it doesn't have to be made complicated.
3: mm
4: -hmm. Um, and there is so much in the rule book that needs to be cleaned up, clarified, re-looked at. It -hmm. doesn't take years of, of redlining what's going on in the rule book whenever they do announce changes
0: they need some I, housekeeping I just, it sounds like they they need time. some serious housekeeping and mm-hmm. they need people that are, are passionate and mm-hmm. and i just and i they need to pay like i i think they i think what they should do is probably take the salary that they pay one person and split that up and make several part-time people mm-hmm. i think there should be i know obviously to have full-time mm-hmm. staff at that it has to mm-hmm. generate a lot more money but at least people that are making if you're making five hundred thousand dollars a month to be a raw whatever, whatever, yeah. every four months you have an, you have an incentive to do yeah. it. So I don't, know, man. Look, I don't know.
4: And, and, and another thing that roar as a sanctioning body really needs to look at, they really need a full-time individual. Your job is to, to go out and solicit sponsorships and support outside of the RC industry I agree hit up with you. the hit up the monster the bush beer the T you know the verizon you know you hit those places up you know for hey you know we we put on these eight major races a year we have partnerships with live RC you know work together as a as a community outside of the market to be able to receive you know, those sponsorships. Here's one way you pay that guy's salary. All right. He signs a hundred thousand dollar sponsorship with mm-hmm. Verizon. I'm just using that out of, but you're going to get 3% of that. So yeah, you're going to get 3% of that hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. So you go sign a million dollar contract. Next thing you know, you're making yourself a pretty good living. I ain't saying it's going to be just that easy because it of does just say, Oh yeah, well it's easy. It's easy to say, but it's not. But when you start paying people commissions, off of their performances, we're mm-hmm. going to give you this base salary. We're going to get this started. But once we start receiving these multi-year contracts, you're going to get a pieces of these pies is what you're going to be getting. And this is where your salary is going to come from to feed your family, to buy that new car, to buy that new home, to keep your lights turned on. And that you makes know, people hungry. There are way- yeah, it, it, there are things to do it. There are grants that can even be gotten through the U.S. government to fund things to develop stuff since we are so family driven and even youth driven as far as programs that could be put together. Again, this is where it ties back to Roar. This is where the responsibility comes in and helping to develop and build the sport. Okay, well, we're going to receive. Um, a five hundred thousand dollar grant from um, from the u s government, and we're going to take applications from tracks that are members with us and see what they, what do they need to build? What do they need to develop to help things? And we're going to give them a portion of that half million dollar grant that goes into that community. You don't think that that's going to raise some community, uh, some county commissioners and city councilmen eyebrows whenever an RC track, hey, I just, I just got this $25,000 grant to, to build this, I just need your permission to do it. You're gonna be like, oh, well, what's going on over here? You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about free money coming into our community. You know, mm-hmm. there, there, there are so many aspects of it, you know, as far as that goes. I know I'm just rambling on. I'm
0: no sorry. Believe it or not, believe it or not, you sound just like JQ because that's oh, he said, Lord. He said all the same <laughs> stuff about Afro. Everything you said, like you could get government grants, the, the, the federations to be going out to these companies and, and then they should take this money and put it to first thing we got to uh, do is we got to get you some better internet my no but Lord, man. i don't know it's it's the evening time see this is why i don't like doing okay. evening times it, it drops everybody's okay. home see everybody's home and on the internet I got but yeah you. he said all of you. that about afra and it just takes somebody like you said you, they have to make their living off of that if they mm-hmm. if they make their mm-hmm. living off they're not going to work their asses off yeah. to do that yeah and yeah that's all great ideas man
4: oh so so you hire you hire somebody And let's, and let's just, I'm just going to, I'm just using reference here. So you hire somebody, you're going to give them a two year contract. We're going to hire you in. This is what your job is to do. We're going to pay you this X amount of dollars for the two years that you're, that you're, that you're building our brand and selling our product. And then you know, one after that two years, we're going to renegotiate your contract. We're going to be looking at seeing what what mm-hmm. is coming in. You know, you were giving you two percent, three percent, four percent, ten percent, whatever you whatever you decide on that of the uh, of the sponsorship dollars that are coming that are outside of RC industry. And that's what, and that's what, that's how you're going to make your living. You don't think that you tell somebody, "Hey, you you go out and sign a couple of hundred thousand dollar contracts with Verizon, AT and T, or Chevy, or whoever, and we're going to give you three percent of that." You don't think they're going to bust their ass, and that's what they do for a living. I mean, that's what companies. There are companies that do
0: that. Exactly, that's what they do for a living. And these companies, like these Verizon and all these companies, mm -hmm. they have sponsorship money allocated. Yes, for this type mm-hmm. of stuff. Yep. you I know what? You some- piece of the pie. You know what? Somebody told me once. It was actually Nick Damon. He said, "We don't ask for enough." Mm-hmm. No, he we, said, don't. We, a- we don't. We we don't ask for enough. We ask for too mm-hmm. little, and they say, mm-hmm. "If you're only asking for that much, you ain't worth my time." Mm-hmm. Yep. So- you know, there with live
4: RC, there there is enough market reach or availability for market reach because everything these days is going towards streaming. The, you mm-hmm. know, everybody's like, "Oh, TV, 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 TV." There's so much more that is streamed. The majority of of soccer slash football, you know, whatever you want to call it, it, it a lot of it's not on TV. It's all streamed. It's all simulcast streamed somewhere. So you, you can't tell me that we can't reach markets, you know, that are available, you know, with different ways. There are people that specialize in getting product out to consumers that they have never heard about before
0: with all different types of social media all across the world. So... I 100% agree with you Lance I think people always say because this is one of my questions do you think RC can go mainstream I think it could go mainstream and we have some charisma and character and we we market it Mm -hmm. to a shorter you know short 30 minutes boom boom in similar to kind of what RCGP done Mm -hmm. I have to throw in an RCGP plug um but we just have to make it more exciting you know what I mean? And we have to build mm-hmm. characters and we have to have some more pro- when people, okay. I always get, you, you say you want professionalism, but Cole wasn't professional at the nets. I said, I love Cole showing his emotion at the nets. The man just got kicked out like <clears throat> DQ from a race that he possibly could have won. Of course he's going to be upset. You know what I mean? He, he should show that. He shouldn't mm-hmm. be like, Oh, everything's fine. Yeah. We'll just come back next year. No, no, you be upset. People mm-hmm. are invested in that to me. Mm-hmm. People say well that's not professional i said well kyle bush when he loses or says something he he says what's on his mind or when these you know or you know all this type of stuff so why can't rc racers do the same thing and i think that's what we need i think we also need to have some sort of uniforms and all that but that's a whole lot of stuff we could go into later but mm-hmm. we definitely need to use the professional side of rc more professionally mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's one thing i like to yeah. see we have a lot of things to do before we could get to mainstream streaming. Almost oh, well. definitely, yeah, yeah. But we can definitely.
4: do it. We can do it. Yeah, but there's 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 no reason why we can't build the foundation blocks exactly. now while we're working towards that. You know, is there for Rory? Is there a okay? This is what we're going to do in 2022. We need to be here in 2024. Then we need to be here in 2026. You know, I've never heard or never even seen. That this is this is how this is our end goal. What is our time frame to get there? You know, it's it's just it's just no, stumble think, along like we. Are I think they're that. just trying
0: to make it through the year, man. Yeah. And yeah. and and no offense to Jeff Parker, he gets his eighty grand and he's happy. Just saying, yeah. That's how, and that's not how it should be. You you, you did just before we one more word before we got off raw. This is the governing body. They represent RC in America. They mm-hmm. have more clout than. They should have Mm -hmm. more clout than a lot of people. They are the ones that should be presenting this and getting grants and Mm -hmm. organizing a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's a long, long way to go. So I I don't understand why,
4: let's say at Roar Nationals for the eight-scale side of it. When 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 do you think was the last time they got the top 25 racers together and say, okay, us as Roar are going to meet with the top 25 racers that are currently here um, at the Roar Nationals. This is the night after the event or the, or the day after the event, and we need to get our racers input. When do you think was the last time they met with all of the manufacturers, chassis manufacturers, motor manufacturers, ESC manufacturers, and say, okay, we need to meet with y'all. We need to get your input. This is our direction that we are looking to go. Um, they've never, to my knowledge, they have never done that. I know they at IFMAR, they used mm-hmm. to get people together from the different ones and get input, but I I don't think in the roar aspect of it, they've never got anybody together and actually got legitimate guidance and input from okay what are your thoughts on this this is our direction that we're thinking about going this is what we would like to do we would like to get your input or maybe some ideas from it but no it just comes into a shit show and bitch fest on facebook you know
0: <laughs> usually what it turns into and i also think the problem with raw is that <clears throat> a lot of people that are involved in it are on not and there's nothing against on but the on road based you the, know the small I
4: mean? the smaller side of it yeah and now you have you have your big side the off road side that pays all the bills mm-hmm. but but you, everybody that's involved, the majority of people that's involved in it and have input is on the on-road side of it. Now, Grant, yeah. I know on-road is really big overseas. I completely understand. But over here, the Roar side of it, it's off-road. That is where the money's
0: at. That is where the racers are at. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I agree with you 100%. We could probably go on for a whole nother. Yeah, we could. <laughs> a whole another hour about this. Um, but we would have to get you back on to talk about that. All right. Um I wanted to touch on this. Your Florida RC Championships. Uh I've heard lots of people like it. I've I, obviously I know Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh Danny Pat bah, so upset. He was supposed to come nationals. Oh man, yeah. He goes uh, yeah. he goes it rained. I was like I know. I'm not surprised it's Florida. And yeah. um but great photographer, great great. He's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Very nice young man. Um hopefully I'll get him to come work with me one race cuz he he takes mm-hmm. really good pictures, really good of his mm-hmm. video. And I just kind of like how you doing the the Florida art. Like, you have everybody there. You have championship points, I believe. Like mm-hmm. team, like uh, team mm-hmm. championship points. You have individual points for each. So you have forty plus sportsmen, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you you started this last year? I believe or year before?
4: Yeah, this year. This year I started it. This, this year. year, first. Yeah, first race was in February. Mm-hmm.
0: Why do I feel that I saw this last year? Um, no. Well, I I've okay, well, just seen so now, much of it.
4: Yeah, I announced the race or, uh, October of a year ago I announced that I was coming back and, and starting the series October last year. So Right. That's, that's
0: it feels like you why. unretired longer ago. No. Nope, for some reason. No, nope, October. No. Nope. So was it was the was the Florida RC Championships what made you come out of retirement?
4: Uh the Florida Racers. Um I was I was being called uh by by numerous People, um, people also, um, on, on asking me, you know, to please uh, come back and put a series together and, and just different things like that. And, um, um, so I did, you know, I, I, I talked to Stephanie and my wife about it and and like, I think, I, you know, I was like, I think I'm going to, I'm going to get back into it, but I'm not going to get back into it as heavy as I was whenever, whenever i quit because i was doing 30 and 40 races wow. a year but i'm not doing not doing that anymore so
0: well um, tell us real quick about the championships how does it yeah. work um how many races yeah, so, is it and what yep. so
4: so this year it was uh it was six races this year um there were two drops in it so you had to run four of the six rounds to be in the points um i wanted to do things a little bit differently so i limited the entry so i i limited the amount of entries that there were Per class, we have no more than two heats in the majority of the classes um, period. So we we begin at nine o'clock in the morning and we're done nine o'clock at night. Um, it is a twelve hour day of racing. Um, if you run electric, you get double A mains. If you run um, if you run nitro, you get twenty five minute A mains. You know it's a good mix of of having a longer main and having good quality track time in a reasonable day you know, uh, whenever I did the four series before there were times and we were still running at one, two o'clock in the morning. Those that's mm-hmm. murder. That's murder on me. It's murder on the racers. Everybody. The racers that are trying to drive home. Nobody likes that. Nobody enjoys that kind of stuff. So I came back with limited entry this year. If you are a participant, you can only run there in two classes. That's it. You can uh, run all nitro if you want to all electric, if you want to, but no more than two entries. Um, you can't run a third class. I also, uh, this is something that I learned. I could not believe how much from when I got out in 2017 to 2021, how much more expensive the industry and overall everything had gotten in just those four years. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make the series very affordable. Um, you know, $25 for the first class, $20 second class. So 45 bucks you're racing for the weekend, no matter what. Yeah. well i didn't realize how expensive things had gotten so he, I, i'm i'm almost at the end of the series i got two races left to go and i have not made a single dime for myself well, you got at a, all people have to understand um, all of the money go up, is, man. is going back into the sea oh, did i lose you
0: no i'm here i'm here
4: Okay. Sorry. Sorry. It uh, skipped out there for a minute. So, but uh, I've, I have truly, truly enjoyed the series so much more. Um, Danny Paz bringing him on. I, I cannot say enough. I know you already spoke about him, his photography, his speed of putting things in quality that he's putting out so very quickly, you know, we have our TQs put out. About the the same time that they have wrapped up the TQ, the same for the winter. Photographies are up just within minutes of um, uh, of them taking the pictures at, right after they win. There is so much stuff that is going on so quickly that is quality for the product. Um, I, I I did I did take notes from RCGP. I like the manufacturership points that y'all were doing. I did implemented the exact same thing um, for the Florida series. You know manufacturers they they invest in racers from sportsman racers to uh to to the pros to the open guys you know they invest in those people they need recognition so i thought some more into it so for our manufacturer championship at the end of the series every person in every round that contributed to those points of that manufacturer that one will have their name placed on the plaque that is presented and given to that manufacturer. So right now, HB Racing is is the top chassis manufacturer. So I've got my list, I keep everything every person that contributed every single point. So I'm just going to just throw out there. Kayla Espinel contributed 15 points. Mm. It'll be on their Kayla Espinel, 15 points. You know, every person that contributed and every point that they gave will be on that award. That'll be presented to HB racing or whoever the person is that, that wins that overall. Um, That's awesome. we, I like we also, that. we, we also, um, we're also doing ambassador awards. So every round, um, I choose two people from every round. If I see somebody that does something that is outside of the norm to help somebody, boy, they, they get a lot, they get a lot of a clout right there right off the bat. They, they are typically going to be our, our RC ambassadors. So at the end of it, we'll open up a uh, voting for a week. and every participant that was in the Florida RC Championships and the point side of it will get the vote on those racers that were chosen. Um, from each round to, to pick an, an overall winner for, for an RC ambassador. Um, I think Tony Brown won to that me. last month, right? He sure did, yeah. I met yep, him at, at the Nationals at mm-hmm. your track. I
0: pitted yep. next yep. to him all the whole yep. week. Tony, nice Tony
4: had a really, really good run this uh, this round. He, he got up on the podium there a couple of times, and um, um, he was down in, in pit lane helping other people out. <laughs> you know, with, with pit stops when he wasn't racing, you know, when, when you have a guy that's in pit lane considerably and that's taking time away from him to do his wrenching and things like that. So that person's sacrificing to help somebody else out, you know, so that, that kind of stuff. Uh, and actually Tony was a suggestion from another competitor, um, mm. you know, that, that caught something that I didn't see that that he had done. And that's, that's why he won, uh, won the ambassador, um brian eckert also was was a second choice on that as well and and brian just sacrifices a lot you know he's he's so deserving of it you know when from from this last round
0: but that's that's kind of what makes rc so awesome is having people like that and we need that because men people don't have pitman you know nitro is hard to run on you Yep. And, you know so it's it's good to see things like that it seems like you know florida racing still healthy probably not as healthy as big as it was probably when i first kind of got into this oh the eight
4: the eight scale side is massive
0: yeah yeah oh yeah oh i mean it's definitely big i i was just maybe maybe because i just haven't been there for a while um Mm -hmm. but um i enjoy my time there i've met so many good people in florida and enjoyed it Mm -hmm. it's always been like california of california of the east coast Mm -hmm. for me like you know Mm -hmm. when i was coming up and seeing all these awesome tracks like boggy creek and and mills pond and Mm -hmm. all this type of stuff so i i love it it's lots of rich heritage there in florida and 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 all that good and you're part of that as well so Mm -hmm. yeah it's good to see this series like happening and you guys putting so much effort back into giving to the races because let me tell you Mm -hmm. something the reason i wanted danny to come is because i wanted all those uh, like TQ results and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff mm-hmm. and all that. Th- I yeah. went, I knew he could do that. And yeah. you know, that's so hard for me. I can't do that. And, yeah. and to have that like, like that
4: is, Oh yeah. He is, puts it together so yeah. fast, so yeah. fast.
0: I'm, yeah. I hope he can come do a race with me next year. Yeah. Um, but oh, I, yeah, and, man. And one other thing
4: I'll, I'll tell you that I did, you know, every mm-hmm. race, every, especially on local club race levels, uh, something I thought of and I started doing, um, I started doing TQ or not. Excuse me, not uh, term marshal awards. So mm. there were t- there would be times that we would be short on turn marshals, or I would need turn marshals to marshal for the novice racers or, or things like that. So every person that volunteered marshal would get their name put in a bucket. So you can marshal as many times as you want to, volunteer as many times as you want to, um, and every time you get your name put in a bucket, then I'll I'll compile the next day. I'll compile all those names together, and you get a fifty dollar award or not award, but prize from our, from our sponsors. So I'll give you a $50 gift certificate, absolute hobbies or beach RC or J concepts or something along those lines. We give, we give those out to people. Also, we have uh, assigned term marshal positions in the, uh, in the Florida RC championships. And I thought about it just kind of last minute at, 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 uh, at one round. Be like, you know what? It'd be really cool if I throw some prizes because it, because the buckets all have seats on them. So it'd be like, if I throw some little little giveaways and prizes in those buckets, you know they'll just. People so I that I, I just started exactly. I just started <laughs> putting putting gifts in the buckets. And this last round, um, I didn't have anything to to put in there. Um, I, I, I just didn't. And and the guys, hold up. Bucket, he's like, man, what's the bucket's empty, you know? So, you know, they, they, they look forward to going out there to volunteer because it's not just sit there and run around for five minutes, you know, you, you just get a little bit of appreciation from mm-hmm. a, from a $5 shirt or, you know, from a, a, a little tool set or just a fuel bottle or something, you know, we throw in there. So it's, that's awesome. I, that's awesome. How many races left or is it done for the year? Two. There, there,
0: no, two, two, two races,
4: races left to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where would they be? Uh, we have one at Southside that's coming up on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. weekend in November and December 10th at uh, uh, Capital City Raceway in Tallahassee. Okay. And mm-hmm.
0: then obviously you have AMS coming up uh, mm-hmm. next month. Uh mm-hmm. roll?
4: Fall brawl. I have mm-hmm. Florida Carpet Championships the weekend before Thanksgiving. Oh, right. Yep, yes, yep. Yes, I got yes, that yes, one nice. as well. That that is uh that is that is going to be huge. It'll be big. Um, yeah, lots of lots of European racers mm-hmm. very fast man them guys are so fast, so I like this it is, when they come over and get mixed up with the. Uh, yeah I
0: love it too, uh, this there, is actually yeah. a 10 scale race that I'll, I think live RC should be there so i'll be watching that. Um, real I, real quick before we go, so you are one of the I, I always trying to get my dream team of announcers who I would like to get call a race, I wanted to see you nickname and i, I kind of want to get scotty in there but i think you guys all of you guys would talk too much so we kind of have somebody because <laughs> nick talks a lot you you obviously you you go like mm-hmm. you're more i think you call a race those guys tell stories too during the races mm-hmm. like what well, they're doing the video announcing more than anything mm-hmm. but i would is there any person that you would like to work with as a rd so, or announcer or any your dream team yeah
4: so leon mcintosh um when i first got started with uh in announcing i was still kind of learning but 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 had that had that excitement and drive so leon and i would tag team every now and then a little bit on the microphone during mains and the trade-offs that we would have would be seamless i he could tell whenever I was coming to the end of my sentence and he would pick it up immediately either with what I was calling or with another battle that was going on on the track and I missed that me and Leon worked very 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 well together on that and um it it was it was you know in a a way it was almost kind of magical how it just Mm -hmm. it just flowed absolutely flowed and I would love to have to have that back again, Jeremy Harris, a lot of people don't realize how good of an announcer Jeremy Harris is. Jeremy Harris is very good at race announcing. Um, I would like, uh, I've never announced with Scotty. I think that it would be unbelievable did- <clears> to, to work with him.
0: Because he was doing, all right, he was doing the live, was he doing mm-hmm. the live RC stuff while you was doing? He was, the, okay. yeah, with
4: PNB, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah, actually I would- got to work with him.
0: He, if, if him and Charlie have that, that, that's that, that yeah. symbiote thing that they, mm-hmm. they, they did it like at the, at the, was it at the Nationals mm-hmm. or DNC? They came in virtually, I think it was DNC this year, they came in virtually and they just picked it up just mm-hmm. like that. Um, But yeah, man, this has been a, a great chat. I knew it was going <clears> to <throat> go over our limit, but that's fine. Because you have you've seen a lot of things and you've been involved in a lot of things. So mm-hmm. your your knowledge and your experience with that is 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 valued. Like just like the stuff about Raw and all that stuff, you you bring it from a different perspective. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I know you say you had your turn, but we honestly need people like you in those yeah. positions. So yeah, I'm always every time I see you, I'm gonna say that to you. So don't worry. <laughs> um I guess my last question before I go you as an rd as a person that i would say you're very in tune with the rc community what do you think about our industry and our our sport slash hobby now and what uh besides roar what are some of the things you would like to see change in our industry
4: the majority of our industry is for for a disconnect from our normal life i really wish people and, and this even applies to the pro side of it. Whenever you're at a, non, uh, a non-contingency race or folks, relax. It, 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 nobody is going to put your name on a lunchbox. Nobody is going to recognize you. The greatest line that has ever been told to me, I'll never forget it by Billy Bruce. Nobody will ever come up to you in a McDonald's, just some stranger and say, hey, may I please have your autograph? it's not going to happen in the rc industry remember that we are not doing this for the glory we're doing it from the disconnect of our normal lives Mm -hmm. don't get so caught up in the competition side of it that you forget that hey this is really for fun um and we do i've done it Mm -hmm. i've I've absolutely done it There there was a racer just recently at another event got so caught up in the heat of the battle you know things got things got physical and then come to find out it wasn't even the person that he got physical with that had the altercation on the track because he was so caught up in Mm -hmm. it you know it's not it's not worth it just let it go enjoy the experience and forget the finish
0: you know there's so much more to it i would actually agree with you there i see a lot a lot of people taking this to the competition side too too serious and and mm-hmm. i say to people all the time i said you're fortunate you say you're fortunate mm-hmm. you, you live in an area that you oh, i have to drive an hour and a half to a track i said i don't have a track mm-hmm. how do you like that and rc can die it's happened here twice it's it's mm-hmm. it's you know it her it's different from america and mm-hmm. and i haven't raced in four years really 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 so i i look forward to racing next year and i think what i think people just need to understand hey you, you are not going to become Make all this money in RC. No. You're not going to be no. a millionaire. Well, unless you start with 10 and yeah. you just have to enjoy this. Um, I know saying coming from a guy like me who takes this very seriously, but I take it seriously on a different, I think I do it mm-hmm. on a different level. My thing is more about the pro guys. Cause that's mm-hmm. our pro professional guys, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the average person of there, region, if you just I don't think I get worked up. I just, I right now I'll be just the last race. I really raced was AMS in 2018. And then I did SMB mm-hmm. and AMS, I was just happy to be in the B man or forty plus, and at, at SMB, it something was wrong with the lap counter mm-hmm. and it miscounted my laps. It was just a, a race. I didn't care. I was just like, I'm just happy to be turning laps because I hadn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to do it. So I think people have to realize that.
4: Yeah, th- this is the only hobby that I know of where you can get personal, one on time, one on one time with the top drivers as well as compete with them on the exact same track at the exact same time. You know, you don't you don't get that in fishing. You're not gonna get that in golf. You know, if you're even if you're on the amateur amateur side and a pro am side of it, you're you don't get that interaction mm-hmm. like you do in NRC. In you know, um, just just for, you gotta, people get so hung up on the finish. I got to perform and I yeah. think it kind of comes back to, okay, I'm a sponsored driver yep. and they put all this pressure on themselves and people put pressure on those sponsored drivers to perform and to act a certain way. And, and we're human, we're emotional. And, um, we, we forget about the, the, the experience and get so hung up on the finish.
0: I agree with you, man. And nobody, and none of us then then. 99 percent of us percentile that don't get paid for this are mortgages Mm -hmm. and our our way of life does not depend on Mm -hmm. our performance on the weekend
4: no if we walked away from it today our life would continue the same as it
0: always has i agree yeah all right lance well this was a great chat i wish uh you and dave and everybody at race time good luck at ams i'll be watching uh we're planning all this coverage of it because well we're hoping you know, a live RC is going to be there, so Max and I are geeking out over it. Yeah. And just because we also think that this is a good a, a good step forward, um I'm glad you unretired. I, okay, I gotta ask: Are you cool if Bobby and, and Jeff now? Or
4: yeah, so uh Bob, Bobby and I talked, and um, okay, and and we understand th- there were there were a lot of things, and there were some out- outside influences mm-hmm. um, on that aspect, and again we 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 forget at times that we get back to that entitlement kind of thing I, well i'm mm-hmm. entitled to this or i deserve this and and that kind of stuff and so yeah j- uh, bobby and i we we spoke and 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 have a complete and total understanding you know, I have a job to do. Bobby has a job to do. I'm not there to tell him how to build tracks. And, and I feel Bobby also feels the same way. He's not there to tell me how to direct a race. So awesome. we, we we understand our limits and our boundaries. As far as the other guy goes, yeah, we'll, we'll
0: just move on to the next. Okay? <laughs> I get it. I understand. That was That was hectic. That was hectic. Lance, this mm-hmm. has been an absolute awesome chat with you i i'm glad we we pushed through it through blackouts and everything else i enjoyed it um <laughs> yeah man i really enjoyed your outlook on raw and all that stuff and i think mm-hmm. we're gonna have to have you come back on her and we'll have to touch on some of those topics yeah. in and more depth yeah
4: there are there are a lot of things with roar that it's very easy to change and implement it's not complicated don't make mm-hmm. it complicated you know it just got to look outside the box a little bit. Okay, what am I not thinking of? Let me talk to somebody else. Let me get their opinion on something. You know, I'm not here to get my back scratched. Let me talk out to that guy that has been critical of me for years and years and years and get his actual thoughts on it. Don't just tell me what the problems are. Tell me what your solution is.
0: You know? I agree with you. We, we rant a lot on this podcast, but mm-hmm. we also offer solutions. Mm-hmm. If yeah. people do it, use it, it's up to them. Mm-hmm. but I, I think people listen sometimes lance i enjoyed this chat i thoroughly did thank you, thank you for your time um good yes, luck sir. with the rest of the year and hopefully we will see each other in person next year yeah, i hope and, so too, um, buddy. yeah and good luck with everything man thank you
4: thank you lefty we'll see you later buddy
0: all right bye-bye
4: bye-bye <laughs> Sunday, Raceway,
0: the home of el paso's world famous motocross inspired eight scale off-road track <laughs> The Showers family has over 20 years' experience creating one
4: of the premier tracks in the USA. Their world-class facility has everything:
3: handicap accessibility, covered beds, skate starts,
4: space for parking RVs,
1: trailers, and lights for night racing. Follow SDRC on Facebook under Sun City RC Raceway for updates, upcoming races, or host your own race.
0: And I want to say a big thank you and shout out to the SCRC crew, Joey, Christian, and Corbin for their support of the podcast. They have been one of the highlights of my time in RC, getting to know them and meet them and go into their track. I really enjoyed it. Excuse me?
1: Not my highlight meeting, Joey.
0: You two love each other. You two love each other. Um, But I, I greatly appreciate their support and we thank them for everything that they have done for RC so say
1: we
0: you you shut up joseph just shut up just shut up shut up you always gotta be rude that's why that's why you two got along because joe is rude too like you so um anywho uh this week's scrc dawn and quiet is about i was listening to the uh sorry i say the extra lap which is my other favorite podcast both aiden burke and martin and all that oh yeah real quick before i go i want to say shout out to i want to say congratulations to martin he is now the executive of the committee on the 10th scale board of the BCRA or BRCA, sorry. So that's good to see. Congratulations, dude. Um, So Joseph, I've, I, I, I'm all about, you know, you know, we, we talk about practice and all this type of stuff and being fair and fair and all that stuff. That's why you're, what, you're such a big proponent of, of control practice because it's fair, right? Yeah. It's fair for everybody. So this, I was listening to, uh, my buddy Joe Zaire, Savage Joe of Ran Out of Talent podcast, and he was up at the J Concepts uh, Midwest Nationals, which I know you're gonna go on. Did Nash Turf Mid Midwest Turf Nationals, which I know you probably want to go on a rant just about the name. But anyway, um, this this was held at a, a trace uh, track called Thunder Road, um, and apparently, it always seems to have some sort of some sort of discrepancies at this track. This is the track where. Uh, Cavallari got penalized for jumping too far. Like they had a piece of tape, where I, I believe. I'm, I believe if you had to jump, if you jumped over that piece of tape, you jumped too far. And I think, I think uh, Brock Champlain went to this race and ended up getting sick in different years and had to get taken away by the, the ambulance. So um, something that came out of this race that I was listening to with Joe. So Friday they had practice, and then after, you know uh, everybody had practice to a certain time. I think it was open practice so people could go out there and just open practice and then the track was closed at a certain time and then people and then people would said to go home so what happened is the owner of the the guy who runs the track or whatever he or they duct taped up the early render that you could see into the track right and then somebody was actually suspicious about this i heard and left a video running or something during the pits because they said this has happened before at local races. So they wanted to see what happened. Lo and behold, they were caught run. People were caught running laps on the track after practice. Right. And nobody else could be in there and whatnot. Right. And I was talking to people from other people that were at the race and it's like, yeah, the local stock or the local stock fast guy or local stock guys were off the pace on Friday and seeding. But on Saturday, they were on pace all of a sudden. Right so anywho, i, I believed I, I, I don't know exactly what happened but be, basically this person this they, they let people go in there and practice after practice was done right that's yeah, so
1: all right look, go ahead in america there's no rules
0: but but this is this is breeding bad habits so this is what this is what the guy who earns the track who i might add has also gotten hot water for some racist comments he made and got kicked off the j concepts team lasher um, so this guy, I don't, I don't really know him too what well, uh, I'm not going to say what he said, cause it was pretty offensive. Um, but he says he, he, he came on the post that Joe made and people were talking about this and he goes, I'm going to nip this in the butt right now. After practice was closed Friday, I was asked by a few out of towners and a few locals, if they could run a couple of packs since they only ran once all day Friday due to work and getting to the track late. I did the right thing to keep things fair to those who traveled here. I would have done the same for any driver from anywhere that didn't get to run. I am one of the most helpful guys at the track and would help anyone. I appreciate all the drivers who attended, and I am looking forward to another great year. Now, quit gossiping like little kids. I am I am, dumbfounded by this response. Like, dumbfounded. Now, Joseph, I've seen a trend where I've had a few people come up and ask me at some of these bigger races. It might be their first time at a race, like, like you know, like PNB or the Nationals. And they ask me, they've asked, can they go on the track after the day of racing's done? And I, I swear, they look, I, I might give some people, I'm like, what? No, you can't. But I see where this is coming from. I'm not saying they come from this, but this is this is cheating. Like, I don't know how any way you can describe it any other way besides it's cheating. Like, and, but to have an answer like that, I just don't understand what the hell's going on, man. Like, and just, and, and to be like, yeah, not so nonchalant about it. Like, it weren't a big deal. Like, what the actual fuck? Like, I just, I, my brain is, I can't comprehend this. Like, you know what I mean? I like people justify this type of stuff. And I, I, I just okay it's happened like it happened or whatever and and even even but guess what the cream rose to the crop and the, the fast guys to one right but man this is breeding really bad habits man what is this what is you what are you teaching these young kids that it's okay to go cheat like it's okay to you know have special privileges that others don't have and all this type of stuff this this is ridiculous like come on like people kick shit. excuse me people kicked when freaking remember when x-ray did the 234 laps so after they changed the track and and like yeah, before the world so funny. <laughs> like but this, but i just it happened then it happened it's 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 just it's just dumbfounded to me but the response about it like is what really kind of just i said we this is breeding bad habits but i want to bring something back this comes back and people's gonna say lefty you're always coming on the federations this comes back to not having a proper federation that teaches people proper guiding the proper guides and rules to race but like you said it's america there's no real federation it's a private race so anything goes so i don't know what's going on man but we can't be we can't be allowing this type of stuff to happen man it's just it's not fair to others that are racing like you know what i mean either have control
1: thing like um I don't really care because I'm not there, you know, and because it's just some fake national race. Like it's just, there's no rules. So what do you expect? Why, if there is no, if there are no rules and it's not a real national and it's just some race, then what do you expect? Like, so what, so what? If you're no, on the track, this, you can close it and say that only you and your friends can practice the whole week before the race. And then you yeah, have to race. Dream. You know? Be, but Because I just, if there are no rules, then there are no rules. Yeah, what's sportsmanship and gentlemanly or whatever like, what is the right thing to do? Who cares? You know? Like, you can do things properly and if you want to have a race people want to get out and travel to put things down on paper organize it properly correctly fairly, you know
0: i'm Do dumbfounded by the whole way. thing man
1: if you don't I... then don't expect don't expect people to care and show up and and go abide by whatever rules you make up on the fly the issue is that, that when this becomes the norm i don't know like, why and... don't, why doesn't this happen more i'm surprised
0: yeah but what what happens is that when these people go to a real race they have these bad habits and then they expect the same thing there and i think you have it starts at a so club what? level man if if you're doing things wrong at a club level you're teaching people how to do things wrong what are you teaching people yes
1: yeah but so what
0: you know what you're probably right so what i guess it doesn't matter there are no rules i don't yeah. know man i just and it's not I was just anyway yeah but it's a semi big race and it's part of a it's part of a kind of the j concept series type of thing that they have their races and all this isn't just like some guy like a group of people having a club race at a at a place if it was a club race i could understand something like that yeah okay get in and go a lap you know okay but not not noticeably where the people that were slow the day before are now on pace the next day like obviously something's going wrong something's going wrong and it's just cheating it's just cheating and it's 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 unethical
1: i have a great solution don't go next year
0: yeah or don't have the race during it next year
1: yeah
0: i don't know man it just it's like we're going backwards man i don't get it i don't understand it like could you like i don't don't know man i dude i think the response was the the thing that kind of just got me like you know what i mean like oh yeah no big deal obviously we're doing things wrong I guess they're doing things right I don't know let me know what you guys think I know it's a little bit old and um older but is it right I mean should should people get extra practice because like and people were like oh what if you showed up to silver state on the day of practice and you missed practice or whatever I said I wouldn't be so silly to show up to silver state on the day of practice I will be there at least the day before you know what I mean if I'm going to these big races
1: there should be no exceptions to a big race then you go to a big race like you take time to go there
0: exactly (laughs) you
1: know it's what the hell
0: there's no excuses for this type of behavior man it's just unethical and cheating that's all it comes down to man and i just i just don't i think it's i think it's wrong you're teaching these young racers bad habits so when they go to the next race they're gonna expect the same thing or try and do the same thing or something like that it's just wrong just wrong anyway i heard that on uh, ran out of talent, and it got, it started up a big conversation, you know, how I like to start things, and I just think we kind of nip, we need to nip shit like that in the butt, right off the bat, you know what I mean, unethical, bad race etiquette at races, Joseph, uh, we've been talking for some time now, I think that look at him, he's going to start fiddling already, I'm muting your mic, Joseph, Um, anything you uh. I don't know. Anything else you want to add before we before we sign out with her Joseph and I go into my conclusion spiel here?
1: Yeah, my camera died. That's I so figured that. I but figured you know that. what? I actually remembered something. So, you need a new intro cuz I listened to one of your podcasts and I realized that the intro really sucks if you listen to this as a podcast. Cuz it starts with like 20 seconds of engine noise. Yeah. You need to redo that shit.
0: Don't worry we're we all do nnrc 2.0 is coming in 2022 we're already on okay. the whole do, we're already planning a new way intro, ahead of sh- me. shorter new intro don't worry you ain't the first person to tell me that they don't like it so um yeah we're remember everybody nnrc 2.0 is coming next year we're gonna be bigger and better and badder that's the plan Um, I think that's it, Joseph. Nothing else to say today. Thank you for your time, Joseph. I appreciate it. Um, I'm looking forward to getting my Miyako car. Thank you to everybody that tuned in. Thank you to Lance McDonald for its time. I want to wish everybody that's going to AMS, uh, and if you're on the fence of going to AMS, forget about the $150, forget about your race fees. Think about the thousands of dollars you spend on, on RC stuff and $150 really isn't much. And think about the time and the fun that you can have at this race and be comfortable um we will max and i maybe joseph might join us i know kevin might join us we're going to be doing like daily recaps of of live next week of ams because we we expect the coverage to be to be great and this is the last big race of the year and if you really look at it i'm writing a blog about this we have had one of the best eight scale seasons in america because europe didn't race as much we've had in a long time um yeah, we'll be, we'll be covering that. And remember, also check out our Discord. We'll put a link in the written description of that. Invisible Speed. How's that going, Joseph? Are you going to get busy getting some finishing up the videos and stuff uh, like that? Yeah,
1: so I have a bunch of videos that need to be finished. And the 15th of this month, we start that uh, guided follow-through with, with mm-hmm. all the people. And actually, I'll be honest with you, the book was a massive success it's still selling but the course hasn't really sold that much you know it's kind of Mm -hmm. been dead so i'm not very happy about that because it was so much work it takes time it takes time we need we need some uh we need some uh course sales that's for sure so yeah
0: maybe maybe we'll do a course giveaway for christmas too
1: yeah we'll have we have some promotions that. That are going to happen here because the thing is that um, it's going to it it's going to take some time. Yes, uh, I I'm working with Harg buddy, Alexander Hargberry on on-road stuff, and he got the video guy who does the X-ray stuff. Mm-hmm. So I actually hired him for three or four days, was it? And they filmed stuff at the Hoodie Arena. So a nice. full build of a twelve-scale full build of the new touring car and the basic setup stuff, and driving, all that stuff, right? And I need to edit that all together. And then we are going to, beginning of next year, uh, release an on-road update. So electric on-road to start with. So this invisible speed thing, it will be a massive uh, thing. Living organism. Right? Yeah. It's like all the different classes, different top drivers will be involved. And there will be a basic one and then the full course. It will be a really, really good source of information. It's just that uh, it takes so much time and effort. And also it costs a lot of money to pay all these people to do stuff. That's why I really need to <laughs> get some sales now, you know, to so I feel like, oh, yeah, it's going to be worth it, you know? Yeah. Well, but yeah, um... yeah, So there's big plans for that
0: yeah i'll, I'll put a link for invisible speed in 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 the podcast description of her i'm still doing the course i kind of stopped i got busy but um and
1: one thing also about the course which will be good is the discord because the people on there will be the right kind of people so there will be those who are looking to learn and those who already have a lot of knowledge but just want to learn more so for example in the Mayako discord and on the no Name RC podcast podcast Discord, there's already sort of good discussions about cars and racing and everything so eventually on invisible speed the same thing will happen once we mm-hmm. have more people on there and we start uh being active on there so it will mm-hmm. be a really good resource you could be at a race for example and you can show some live video or pictures or something and between heats you know and just post what should i do i need this this is the problem or post a short video of some, someone filming your run, you know? And then there'll be people there who can help you. Like, oh, I think you should try a harder rear anti bar that's going to help in this section and blah, blah, you know? So this is the kind of community that it is going to be. And I I really believe that it's going to be something great.
0: Yeah. So. I'm in love with Discord. I, I'm loving it. So I'm, I'm just upset that it took me so long to get hip to it. Uh, so, Yeah. Check out Invisiblespeed.net, everybody. Uh, we might, we'll probably do maybe a giveaway or two of those for our Christmas show coming up here in December. Um, yeah, good stuff, Joseph. Great talking to you, catching up with you. I know you got to go, so thank you for your time. Uh, thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. We can't do this without you guys. It's amazing. That I just, I still can't believe I, I talk to so many people on a daily basis from all over the world. And I appreciate you guys uh, showing the, the, the NNRC some love. We we love you guys back. We can't do without you. Shout out to the patrons of the NNRC. Those are the guys who go the extra mile and i uh, help, you know, me stay focused and do what I got to do. They help pay for the uh, new inverter that I got in there so I can have 24 about as long as the batteries last. When the electricity goes off, I have electricity. And man, we can't do without you guys. If you wish to be a patron, you can. And uh, you can follow the link in the written description. And of course, man, we have to say thank you to our awesome sponsors. And I have to say this, if you think that this is a platform that you wanna use for your company next year, uh, hit us up. We only have limited spaces left, so we're looking for them. And yeah, we can, we're can. we gonna help promote your product. And if people didn't know about your product before, they will know about it after you've uh, advertised with us. I wanted to say, say thank you to Mayako, TNR Fuels, BHRC, Tech RCD, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Sun City RC Raceway, Donathan's, uh, Donathans RC, Racecraft USA, RCGP, Papa Willis Traction Tonic, House of RC, JQSM, man, I can't thank these sponsors more, I appreciate it, and you guys, show them some love, there are coupon codes, there is affiliate links, we greatly appreciate anything that you guys can do, showing the sponsors some love. Man, thank you guys for listening. I I had a good time talking this today, and um, I'm looking forward to 2022, Joseph. I'm really looking forward to 2022, and uh, yeah, hanging out with you here in probably a month or so, or well, two months when you get down yeah.
1: here. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm I'm actually more excited for a new year than in a very long time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I am too. I'm excited to get back to to actually doing something that sim that looks like racing because I ain't good. And so, guess what?
1: Guess what? I, the, one of the reasons I'm sort of exceptionally busy this past however long is because I really want to be in that position where I'm going to prove you wrong. No. Yes, yes, it's going to happen. I, I'm going to be in a position where I can spend more time developing the car, going to the track, also practicing driving. I'm going to get some result just that just shuts you up forever.
0: Well, I am not fearful of that one bit. But if it does happen, you know what? I want you to shut me up. Please do. I'll be the first yeah, one to come up and happen. shake. I'll be the first just, one up to give you a big hug.
1: I want to go into next year not having to do so much and be a jack of all trades. I want to be really good at very narrow range of things instead. That's my I, goal.
0: I would say that that is a great girl to have because you definitely do too much. Um, All right, man. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Remember, share, like, follow us on YouTube, all that type of stuff. Leave reviews if you don't like it. If you like it, cross us out. I don't care praise us whatever you know just leave some reviews it helps put us out there in the the whole stratosphere and the whole algorithms and um show us some love man we love it we love you guys man and we love rc and we're here to make rc better and more exciting for everybody so with that said it's time to say nitrous the glory e buggy pays the bills if you ain't grinding you're sliding lefty and beaker we're out we're out
3: So bad.